All right, everyone. Good. Good evening. Thank you for coming. Let's learn. We are holding. We're going to learn today's shear. First of all, is uh, sponsored by Rabbi Avram Plotkin in honor of his father's yardzeit, Rabbi Yitzchak ben Reb Nachum Tzvi. May his neshama have a very, very great. I think on the nineteenth of Shvat, may his neshama have <coughs> a great aliyah to the highest and greatest of heights. The godly words that we're learning tonight. And um, may he channel lots of brachas to you, and to your mishpacha for all that you need, all that you want, uh, for everything, everything, everything. Okay, this week's parsha will learn the, uh, how the Yidin came to Har Sinai, on the third, on the third month. The Yidin came by Yomazel Bohomid Bar Sinai, and this day they came to Har Sinai. And they got, they started their uh, preparation for Kabbalah Satayra, the serious preparation. So a couple of years ago, we learned a discourse, a very famous discourse called B'chaydesh Ashlishi, which is in Sefer Teira Oyer, Parshas Yisroi, on page. First mimer in Pashas Yisra on page 132. That's where that mimer begins, that discourse begins. Um, as mentioned, we finished already all the discourses on Yisra'i. The only thing that is left are two biurim. One beer on one mimer. Lahavin Inyan, uh, something about the uh, beer Inyan that the Avais are the Markava. That beer we didn't learn yet. <coughs> and in the Back of Parshas Yisrael in the Hisafos, in the additions to Torah Or, <coughs> there is a mimer that's an explanation to the mimer Bachodesh Ashlishi Latzeis Benei Yisrael Eretz Mitzrayim. It's a beer, and uh, like we learned and like I discussed many times, that the Alter Rebbe would say a mimer, and then he would, and the mimer was more apichasidus. Apichasidus means more according to to instruct us on our avoda meaning taking the concepts out of the Kabbalistic applications and the more spiritual, abstract ideas, but bringing it down more, lepoil, to actual Aveda. But the Alter Rebbe wasn't satisfied with that because he created Chabad Chassidim, and he wanted us to have the inside knowledge on what the Mimer is based on, what's the, what's the Pneumius of the Mimer, what are the spiritual ideas that are behind. And now, the spiritual ideas might be more... Abstract, meaning less avoidedic, less applicable to everyday service. But yet, when you understand the beer on the mimer, you get to appreciate the mimer much better. And obviously, that that too helps a, helps a person in his avoda in his service. So this, so usually as we discussed, the 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 um, biurim are usually more kabbalistic. Actually, this mimer that we're going to learn is bechesed uberachmim. The, the beer and the mimer is also very, very explainable, understandable. It's not so abstract, not so Kabbalistic, and so on. Uh, so that's what we're going to learn today. It's on page 216 in Sefer Torah, or <coughs> in the back, or on Daf Kuf Ches Amid Gimel, um, in the back of Sefer Torah, or in the Hisafis. Um Obviously, I'm going to do a little bit of a, of a, as I learned the mimer, we're going to do a little bit of a synopsis of the main mimer, B'chay Deshashlishi, 
If you want to listen to the main Maimer, it's on my website, amayon.com, uh, on Pashas Yisrael, Bachoydesh Ashlishi. So you can listen over there to get the main mimer, and over here you get the explanation of the mimer. Okay. Um, the mimer was said in Tovkuf Samach Zion. That is 111 years ago. Not 100, 211 years ago. And... Um, it is printed also in Sefer Tovkuf Samach Zayin, but also the Tzamach Tzedek has a few very Gishmaka Biurim on this Mimer. And um, I've nashed a little bit from the Tzamach Tzedek in, in, in gaining uh, Gishmaka insights into what the Alter Rebbe is saying over here. Okay, it's a very fundamental discourse. The Mimer comes to explain to us, it, it's interesting how it, it fits very much with what I discussed on Monday night's class. To learn about Monday. And that is uh, the beauty and the greatness of, of Limud HaTorah. This week's the Torah was given. You know, some Imarim talk about the greatness of mitzvahs. This Mimer talks about the greatness of Limud HaTorah. And the main element of the Mimer is the total fusion of a person when he's learning Torah with God. It's the highest fusion possible. And the fusion that he's talking about is a fusion which... And it's interesting, in this mimer, he doesn't even highlight so much the fusion. What he highlights in the mimer very much is the total nullification, the total, the total dissolvement, where the person who studies Torah, the, the optimal way of Torah study is to melt your existence entirely to God, to the point that only God is there, and that your words that you're speaking is just the Abish they're talking, not even you. In other words, to elevate one oneself to a point where they're so bottled to the Abish that they literally God is coming through them. Now, interesting in the Monday night class, we discussed that the Abishter doesn't want complete nullification to the point that you don't exist, because he wants to get married to you and he can't have his wife dissolve into him because then he has no one to get married to. So the Abishter wants us to be a somebody, and we learned on 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 on, um, on the Monday night class, that that's the purpose of the Dibrei Sachroinois. The second Dibrei that Moshe spoke, it allowed us to retain our beingness, notwithstanding the fact that we have the first Dibrei, which cancels us completely, and God is speaking. And when we study the first Dibrei, when we learn Torah today, on the level of the first Dibrei, we're not there, it's only God being there. We're the, we're the vocal cords of God. But in, in, um, we learned that the second Luchais, Give us an ability to process, to understand, to integrate, to make the Torah be our Torah as well, not just the Abishter's Torah. But this Mimer, Pashas Yisra, highlights more the emphasis on the Torah being the Abishter's Torah, and that when a Yid is learning Torah, there shouldn't be any bit of self there, just a total conduit for God to come through. And the Rebbe explains that when, the Alter Rebbe explains that this koyach, to be able to learn Torah in such a way, was given to us by Matan Torah. In other words, before, prior to Matan Torah, even when they studied Torah, Tzadikim studied Torah, and so on and so forth, the words that they said were their thoughts. They were apprehending what God's, the Abishter's ideas, but once they understood it, when they spoke, they were speaking their words. 
It wasn't Hashem speaking through them. This that we can channel, that the, the main chiddush of Matan Torah, according to the Alter Rebbe, is that we channel the Ebishter. But that's one part of the Mimer. But the second part of the Mimer, which is very, very important, is the Alter Rebbe explains the spiritual gain of channeling God to you, to the person. <coughs> In addition to this being the greatest thing on its own, what can be the greater than that? That God is being channeled through you. The Ebershter is being channeled through you. But there is another Indian that he's explaining in the Maimah very strongly, and that is that when we channel God, we cause all the klipa and all the chazarai, all the garbage, all the unholiness that is very much part of our existence, very much part of who we are and what we are when our nishamas are in this world, the klipa kind of is... Is is uh, has a very strong achiza, um, uh, a very strong uh, uh, attachment, and a very strong hold on our neshama, not allowing us to experience ultimate intimacy with God, ultimate love to the Abishter. Our neshama comes down into a body. Sometimes the Hasidus explains our neshama comes down into a body to elevate the world, to rectify and elevate the world. And other times it is explained, and both are true, is that the neshama comes down in the body so that it, the neshama can experience in its love to Hashem, its connection to Hashem, could be intensified exponentially. Because the fact that you come down into a body, and a body is so constricting, a body is so limiting, a body is so distracting, so those very distractions increase a person's yearning and intens- intensity in their service of Hashem. Like we learned in many memorim, that when neshama... The purpose of neshamas come down into this world is they should become bali tshuva. A bal tshuva is someone who yearns for God with an intensity that a tzaddik doesn't have. So that's supposed to happen when our neshama comes down in the body. It's supposed to increase its love, increase and increase, and become so intensely, madly in love with the Abishter. Problem is that, sadly for most of us, besides if you're a very big tzaddik, like Avram Avinu, who was a very big tzaddik, who was able to utterly transcend his body, as it says by Avram Avinu, Vayal Avram mi Mitzrayim, that Avram was able to break free from Mitzrayim and everything that Mitzrayim, everything that Mitzrayim stands for. Mitzrayim are the constrictions, limitations, confinements of the body. And Avram Avinu was able to set himself free from Mitzrayim. But for most of us, we can't get out of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim creates a powerful constriction. And even when we meditate, and the Altareb explains what are the meditations in the main mimer, it doesn't do it in the Hisophis, but in the main mimer, the Altareb explains what are the meditations that, that are supposed to send our soul into complete into a complete rapture. That our Nishama should rapture with love of the Abishter, it should just you know, it should just blast itself out of all physicality and just surge, surge with a powerful surgence to the Ein Sof. That's what's supposed to happen. But he says, the animal soul, the, 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 the body, the klipa, the unholiness, keep the neshama trapped. And the reason for that is, the Alter Deb explains why the neshama, a neshama, a helig neshama, why can't it just free itself from the, from the confinements of this prison? The Alter Deb explains it's when uh, the 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 over involvement. First of all, sins. It says in a pasuk, "Kashel ba'avoni koychi," that my sins have weakened my koyach. My koyach is my power, my neshama. 
We all have a neshama with great power. But because of sins, and the Alter Rebbe explains that sin doesn't only mean sin. Sin means an over-involvement in Gashmias. An over, when a person gets a little too much um, um, involved in the material, physical things, that increased Gashmias creates, uh, uh, it causes the neshama to get stuck. Two things happen. The klipa gets stronger, and the neshama gets weaker. So the Rebbe says that besides very few tzaddikim, whose neshama can naturally just free themselves from the body and come to that powerful love, like Avram Avinu, Vayal Avram Mitzrayim, for most regular, normal people, it's impossible. Because of the weakening that happens to the neshama, it's, but basically the Altar Rebbe is saying it's not natural to the neshama. Essentially, a neshama should have enough koyach to break free from the constraints of the body and come to its ultimate elevation. But, he says, because of the, sad, sadly, because we're not careful, and we overindulge in the material, physical things, we weaken the neshama and increase the klipa. And as a result of that, the little beautiful bird remains stuck in this trap, and it can't get out. So for that, he says, limud ha has an incredible, incredible koyach. Because when a yid learns Torah, and not Stami learns Torah, but he learns Torah in the way that we had spoken about earlier. That when you're learning Torah, you, you're learning Torah in a way where you're completely, it's not about you, what you think or what I think, and you know, you figured it out, I think so and so. It's about saying the holy words and saying it in a way where you recognize that God is talking right now. And as that's happening, that's literally what's happening. And it seems like an amazing thing. You don't have to be a super tzaddik to do this. Any yid who studies Torah and says the halaga words of the Torah, that we're soon going to see it's dafka when you say it, not when you think it. It's dafka when you say it. You're causing the hisgalos of, of the Abishter himself in your mouth. And as we're going to learn now in the Mimer, it's the hisgalos of Keser. It's not just the hisgalos, it's not just the revelation of something godly or something holy, but it's the revelation of God Almighty himself, Keser itself. And when Keser is revealed, hear these words. The Altareb is going to reveal to us, Keser is oisi is kares. So what does Keser do to the klipa? Kares, it totally cuts the klipa off. It, it, it completely slices them off. So all those powers of klipa that generally drain our energy and take the koyach of our neshama and drain it into its, unholy, its unholiness, all of that is stopped. Because the power, basically the Alter Rebbe says, we have two ways of dealing with our klipa. Two ways of dealing with our klipa. One of them is to try to enlighten our klipa, enlighten the, the, the nefesh of Bahamas, till it slowly but surely is transformed and it too gets a, a, an appreciation for godliness. That's called melmata lamayla. Melmata lamayla means... You work it out. You argue it out. You, 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 you. Like when we learned the Mimer, Pada B'Shalim Nafshi. You're explaining to your Nefesh Bahamas the value, the goodness of Elokus, and the complete insignificance and temporariness of the Gashmias in the material world. And as a result of that, slowly but surely, you chip away at the Klippa, and you transform it. That's Be'ikr done through davening. It's you're being misbeinin, you're contemplating, you're trying to explain to your nefesh Bahamas. But then the Alter Rebbe says you can take the highway. The highway, instead of going the lower way. 
you can you can bombard your nefesh Bahamas with you can blast your nefesh look at your Bahamas with such godly light that it that godly light from above completely eliminates the nefesh Bahamas. And by eliminating the nefesh Bahamas, is, now it's not chas that eliminates the nefesh Bahamas. It doesn't do that. It eliminates the klipa in the nefesh Bahamas. It blasts away the ra, the klipa of the nefesh Bahamas. So that causes the nefesh Bahamas to the klipa to leave go of your soul. And once that happens, your nisham is able to soar. And that's why it's Chazal say that Torah is called is called oiz and toishia. Why is it called Oiz and Toishia? Oiz means strength. The Torah gives powerful strength. Hashem Ozli Amo Yitain. Hashem gives strength to his people. It's the powerful, powerful, powerful empowerment that our Neshama gets when God's light shines into our Neshama through Limuda Torah. It's not only God's light, it's God Himself revealing Himself in the person. Because the words that you're saying are not your words. So that's it. You can feel, here's an amazing thing. Think about it. Person can be a person full of unholy desires and wants, appetites, addictions, and he can't get out of it. Can't get out of it. So the the Alter Rebbe gives him an advice. The Alter Rebbe says, "Forget about it. Forget about it. Instead of fighting it, sit down, learn Torah, but realize that you're learning God, God's Torah. And when you're saying those words." nullify yourself to the Abishter and recognize my words. It doesn't take much. Just recognize that. The Abishter is speaking through me. I know I'm saying the halig of words of the Torah. And by you saying that, you're causing the Abishter now to reveal God himself, to reveal Keser, to reveal that's going to cut the Klippas away and you're going to be much more likely tomorrow to be able to overcome your Klippa and your unholiness because, and, and to develop a relationship with the Abishter. That's the main theme of this Mimer. To explain this idea of how through Limud Torah we bring that, oh, and by doing that, that's called Oiz, it empowers the Nefesh Olikiz, and it's also called Teishia, because it is Matish Koyach, it weakens the power of the Nefesh Bahamas, of the Klippas, it completely, when you rain Torah down, it's like, it's like pouring acid, it's like pouring spiritual godly acid on the Klippa, by just spraying them with the acid, they go running. Torah spray, acid spray, holy, godly acid spray on your klipa. I'm just seeing that right now. And they're gone. They're not here. It's like sometimes you get this magic. Sometimes you get this magic, um, um, what's it called again? Silver cleaner or whatever kind of a cleaner that you spray it on on that gook and that muck and it just... It's like you can sit and scrub from today till tomorrow with a, with a what is it called? They used to scrub. I don't even have it today. We used to use these, these, um, these um, no, when you, not a brush. There is this uh, s- steel wool. You sit in your crotch and your crotch and your crotch for hours before Pesach to try to get, you know, the oven grates clean or something like that. But then there's this special acid. You pour it on it. You give it a spritz. And suddenly everything comes off in a second because it's like this intense stuff that the gook and the mook or whatever it is just comes off. So that's what the Alter Rebbe is saying. Use this godly acid, holy acid, which is the Eberster himself that you're spraying on your klipa and it's going to go running for its life. And that's going to free you and you can start being again a, a holy Jew who loves God. Let's read inside. That's the Nekudis Hadvarim and he's going to explain 
how that is related to Bachaydesh Ashlishi. This, this ability to be able to Roshchaydesh, this ability to be able to melt and dissolve into the Abishter to the point that God starts speaking through you, that's the concept of Roshchaydesh. Because what happens, Roshchaydesh, the moon, suddenly starts shining. But the moon's light that the moon shines on Roshchaydesh is not the moon. It's the sun that the moon is shining. By the time the moon gets comfortable, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, oh, it's the moon's light. The moon is already, sh- the moon is already shining. The moon has a certain identity. But the first day that the moon is shining, the moon has to admit that it's not its own light. Because you saw it a day earlier, the moon was totally dark. There was no light at all. Suddenly it's shining. Why is she shining? It's not her light. It's the, it's the sun's light. In the middle of the month, she doesn't really, she's not telling that story. In the middle of the month, you can kind of look at the moon and see, think the moon has got its own light. So the Rebbe says, a Jew has got his light, his, light, his inspiration, his, his spirituality, and so forth. That's great, that's wonderful. But the first day, you have the ability that your spirituality should not be your spirituality, it should be God's spiritual light. And that's the bitl, that's what we're talking about, a limud atayra. Limud atayra in a way, like moilid halavana. It's like the moon is being born. You're allowing the abishter's light to shine through you. And that happened, that's Kabbalah satayra. Okay. Lahav in shayrish advarim anal. To understand the shayrish, the root of the above mentioned ideas. Al-pasik, b'chaydesh ashlishi on the pasik. B'chaydesh ashlishi that says, B'nei Yisrael meretz mitzrayim, when the yidin man out of the land of mitzrayim. In the shayrish in your mitzvah's Talmud Torah, the main, here the Alter Rebbe asked the question, the main root of learning Torah, it seems to be a great wonder. Why should the mitzvah be dafka to read it with your mouth? That which it says in the Torah, you're supposed to say it. This is the learning of Torah. You're supposed to say it with your mouth. means you're not supposed to learn Torah with your eyes. What the Torah is, you have to verbalize it, articulate it, say the words with your lips. And the, the Tzemach Tzedek brings that in Sefer um, HaCharedim and Sefer Smak, I think, these two Svarim, they list the mitzvah of Limud Torah as part of the mitzvahs that are Tzuluyim Bepeh. There they, they organize the, all the mitzvahs to the various different limbs of the person. And they say these mitzvahs are Tzuluyim Bepeh. And we would think it's like speaking Torah is like, it's an added thing. The main mitzvah of, of Torah is to understand, to learn, to get the knowledge, to get the information. So we would think it's a, it's, it's a mitzvah of the mind. It's a mitzvah of the brain, not a mitzvah of the mouth. Yet no, the main Indian of mitzvah, the Tzemach Tzedek says, every time you're learning Torah, you have to say it out with your mouth. There's an exception. Unless you're very, 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 very deeply trying to figure something out very, very hard, and as a result of the eon, it, doesn't, it, it, it causes you to be silent. And you can't, because you're so deeply trying to grasp something and understand something, it causes you to be silent, that's okay. But other than that, every time you're learning and you're not in that very, very deep, um, 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 you know, deep connection of the mind, you're, and you have that, that ability to be conscious, you have to, you know, you, you, one must say the words out. So he's asking the question, why is that? Isn't the main mitzvah knowing the Torah? A person should know the mitzvahs that are written in it. You have to know what are the mitzvahs. And for this it is enough. That a person should 
look deeply with what it's written. Even just with hirur, just by thinking it. Like someone reading a letter of the king. A person doesn't have to. When, when a king sends a letter, you glance over the contents or you read it very carefully, but you're not obligated to speak it, to read it. You're looking, you're looking carefully what it says. So you should be able to fulfill the edict or the decree that the king gave you. Here too, the Eberster wants us to behave in certain ways. He gives us the Torah as a manner in what we should, these are the instructions on how to live and how to do the mitzvahs and so forth. So the main thing is to glean the information from it. What's this idea that we have to say it? And more than that, even if you're listening to someone else who's reading it, you can know what the will of the king is. You don't even have to read it yourself. You can have someone else read it, and then you have the knowledge. Why is the mitzvah to learn in speech? Many times, even if you learned it once and you know the information, you're supposed to repeat it again and learn something a bunch of times, saying it with your mouth. So the Rebbe says an amazing thing. This level of bitl that we spoke about earlier, that I mentioned earlier, where the Eibishter is coming through you and it's not you, it's him, only happens when you're speaking. In other words, when you, when you are understanding it's you understanding his knowledge. It's not his knowledge. It's you understanding his knowledge. Even though the Alter Rebbe Tanya says, in learning your mind and the Abishter's mind become one, that's true. So you're converging with his ideas, but still it's a convergence of you and him. As opposed to when you're speaking it, in speech there is ability for the person to be completely nullified, and only God is being revealed completely, in speech. It's going to explain soon that speech has a special connection to Kesar. This level of Torah is Kesar. So Dafka, when you're speaking Torah, your bittel is stronger than when you're, when you're thinking Torah. You ever heard that? When you're learning Torah and you're understanding it, even if you're reaching, like, you're understanding the Eberster's Torah, you have the Eberster, awareness of the Eberster, you're never totally bottled. But in the Dibur, the moment you start saying, it's now suddenly, the, you, turn, you push the button, the Eberster is talking. He's talking through your mouth, but he's talking, not you. There's a greater nullification of self in the Dibur than there is in the, in the Yediyah. That's Kaval again. As he's going to explain. By every parsha in Torah, it says, Vaidabed Hashem Chulu Leymar. It says that Hashem spoke, Lemoir, when we were little kids in Cheder, we used to always say, Lemoir azoitzezagin, Lemoir azoitzezagin. Lemoir means to, so to say. But what does it mean, azoitzezagin? Ah, kids, when they say it, they mamre saying, Lemoir, that the kids are saying what the Abishter is saying. By the way, in the end of the Mimer, he makes reference to little children. The whole world stands on the little kids saying it, because when the little kids are saying it, it's mamish the Abishter saying it's by us also, but when little kids say it, it's Mamish the Eberster speaking. So what is Vaidaber Lamar? So what is it? Vaidaber Hashem, Hashem spoke. What's the Lamar? Lamar means that you should repeat it, that you should say what he said. And when you're saying what he said, he is saying it. And by Matan Torah, it also says, Vaidaber Lakim has called Lamar. And the Altar Rebbe learns that that means that the Eberster gave us a Koyach to repeat after him. 
We're just saying it after him. He's speaking and we're just copying him. And it is explained above. What does it mean above? Above means in the mimer itself. This is again, as we explained earlier, this is the explanation of the mime. And before Lamaila is explained above, she Dvar Hashem Zeh Nemar Bepe. That the Dvar Hashem, the Abishta's word should be said in your mouth. She'ain Zeh Hadibur Shal Atzmoi. You're not feeling these words, that these are your words that you're speaking. Mamish, Raka'oina Acharakaira. You're only responding after the Abishta. Mila b'mila. I'm saying earlier, see by Moshe Rabbeinu, it's ma'amish shchinam adaberes metech groinah. The Eibushter speaks to Moshe. When we're saying words of Torah, I'm not sure it's on that level that the Eibushter is ma'amish speaking in you. But what that really means is you're answering, you're repeating it after him. Because at this moment, when you sat down to learn, you caused the Eibushter saying it. So it's like someone says, "Excuse me, can you pass the uh, can you pass the the water?" And but he can't hear. So someone else says. He just, you know, can you pass the water? So what you're really, he's not saying his own words. He doesn't need the water. He's asking on his behalf, can you pass the water? He's just passing on those words, can you pass the water? So that's what it is. When you're saying words of Torah, you're just repeating it after God, and you're just passing the Abishta's words further. It's not you. Um, it's like answering after the one that's reading, so to a person is learning, saying, what is already written, here he says what is already written, which might imply that it's been said a long time ago, written a few thousand years ago. But in the other place in the mind where he explains that, no, the Abish is saying it right now, and you are now just repeating after. At this moment, you are in a state of absolute bittel, which means because you're not now in a state of expressing your identity, your thoughts, your feelings, your, your whatever. You're just repeating the Abish's words. For who bibchinas keser? And at this moment, you are in a keser diga state. The quality of sphira sa keser. Keser is a sphira, but it's a, it's a makaf diga sphira. It's, a, it's an attribute above all the spheras. The maila of keser is, keser is not the eberster. Because it's keser. Eberster is atzmos. But keser is the epitome of epitome of epitome of epitome of bittel to the eberster. To the point that keser is the ultimate ayin. The ultimate nothingness, and because Kesser is the ultimate ayin, through Kesser comes God Himself. Chachma is also bittel. Koyach ma, the power of bittel, and Chachma is also ayin. It's also nothing. But the Rebbe is going to explain now that the nothingness of Chachma is much, much, much less than the nothingness of Kesser. That's what it says about Kesser. Kesser is uchimhu. It is black. Kudam koydam ilasa ilas in front of the Eibushter itself. It is a total bittel. Has no 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 yesh at all. Chachma has a little bit already of its own flavor in it. So when a person is learning, and that's the thing, when you're saying words of Torah, you have entered into the keser zone. You've reached total ayin. If you're learning Torah, you're in the chachma zone. Chachma is also bottle, but it's a bitl of chachma. There's a little bit of self still there. But the moment you're saying words of Torah, you have just now hit the. You went into the elevator. Hit the Kesser button, you're now whisked up into Kesser, and your Neshama, your entire being is now in Kesser, in the Kesser state. And therefore, when you're speaking, you're Ayin Legamri. And when you're Ayin, once you're Ayin, the Abishta has a clear, a clear transmission because there's nothing there that, that's interpreting it, there's nothing there that's flavoring it, there's nothing there that's distorting it and making it be. 
not the real deal. Okay, sometimes, you know, it's beautiful when a teacher has someone who just copies their words. Problem when you have a student sometimes who's already interpreting it. And, so on the one hand, it's good because this, that student who's interpreting it can explain it to people that maybe can't, can't relate to what the teacher is saying. But on the other hand, you know already that what you heard from the student is not... It's an, it's an interpretation of what the teacher said. Take the Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students. Every single one of them had, was Rabbi Akiva's student. He absorbed from Rabbi Akiva. Yet they fought cats and dogs with each other. Why? Because each one understood Rabbi Akiva already according to their seichel. So, so this one said, so Rabbi Akiva. They're all students. Once it's coming into the mind of the recipient, it's already changing according to your mind. So in Chachma is already processing. Chachma is already giving already flavor to it. Kesser is the is so ayin, so bottled that it's just it's repeating what the Eberster says. It's it's just dibur of it's dibur of the ain't self. It's not its own. And that's what Kabbalah Satira is. By Kabbalah Satira, what was revealed in Nishmas Yisrael? Kesser was revealed. Kesser Torah. Kesser was revealed in Nishamas. That's why Kabbalah Satira is on the fiftieth day. 50th is the Oira Keser. And that was Nizgala on Shavuos. Like stated in Priyetz who And the idea is as follows. So now he's going to explain what happened. What's the Mila? What's the Mila of this Hizgalos of Keser that happened on, on Shavuos? So we know that Shavuos is the 50th day. If you say it's the 50th day, it's preceded by seven weeks, by 49 days. So the 49 days is also an avoida. It's the avoida of Sfira Salimah. But the Rebbe is going to explain, and what is the avoida? If the objective is, let's understand, the objective of receiving the Torah is, as we, we, at least from the perspective of this Maimah, is to cut away all the clip and to enable our Nishamas to experience total Relationship, total unification with the Abishter, to experience the ultimate love and the ultimate connection. And we have the Isgalus of, of Torah, which is Isgalus of Abishter, that causes that we spoke earlier, the spray, an acid spray that just chases the Klippa away. Since it's the 50th day, ultimately it shows that there was a progression towards this. That means that this Avoida, this Indian of blasting the Klippa away, did not begin on Shavuos, it begins earlier. But we have to say that being that the 50th day is not part of the 49-day count is a simon that it's whatever the 49 days accomplished, this accomplishes what the 49 days accomplished, but on a whole different level. In other words, in general, the theme is the same idea. It's supposed to 49 days and 50th. It's a project. It's something that you're doing. And what are you trying to do? You're trying to get out of Mitzrayim. These people just came out of Mitzrayim. So even though the Jews went out of Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was still inside of them. They came out of Mitzrayim, but Egypt was still inside of them. The Klippas of Mitzrayim were deeply embedded in their psyche. And they needed to cleanse. That's what the 49 days. The 50 days was cleansing the Klippa so that they can really be Jews that can connect to the Abrish to fully and they don't have leftover trauma, leftover garbage from the Klippa that they had in Mitzrayim. So they had to get rid of it. So this is going to explain there's two levels of ridding, ridding yourself from the unholy. There's the 49 days, the avoid of the 49 days. 
It's the 50th. What's the difference? The void of the 49 days is You're confronting your demons. You're confronting your unholiness. You're confronting your... And you're trying to, sh- to, to reject the rav, your nefesh abahams. Your nefesh abahams has just been in Mitzrayim. It was, it was deeply entrenched in all the impure, negative stuff of Mitzrayim. Suddenly you discovered God. You're excited about God. But there's a certain part of you that's still pulling you towards the old stuff. Like we all know. We come here Thursday night, we learn a lot of Hasidus, and we learn about this, the amazing stuff of our connection to the Abishter. But that doesn't change us completely. Uh, you know, it doesn't change us. You know, we still feel all of our physical urges and desires, despite the fact that we learn in Hasidus that it's all nothing. So you see that, that one. Okay, you can have your tea. Right. So they had Gilead look, but now you got to work. So what's the work? So on the 49 days, the way you work is you try to clarify into your consciousness. Sfira Sa'ayim, Sfira is Malashin clarification. You try to clarify, shine. It should become very clear the emptiness and the foolishness of the, of the, of the, of the Gashmis, the pleasures that the Nefjah Bahamas is attached to, and the reality and the truth of God, the Velikos. That idea is called the beater of the seven Midas. We all have seven Midas. And the seven midos are what make up who we are, our emotions, our excitement. And those excitements are stuck in Egypt. What does that mean? He's going to explain. Every midah, the midos themselves, have a... Even though you have holy midos, your nefesh kiss, your neshama has holy midos, which have a potential to connect to the abishter, your neshama, powerful midos, emotions to God. But let's look at it this way. At the end, the end, the end of the midah, the bottom part of the midah extends into the unholy and gives life to the unholy. What that really means is that our holy neshama, with all of its spiritual capacity to be in a powerful relationship with God, empowers also the nefesh Bahamas, the unholy. The unholy derives energy from its midahs. For example... For example, our love to Hashem, even though we have a capacity for great love for Kedush, but at the very, very end of that love, some of that love leaks into the klipa. And what does it mean it leaks into the klipa? That we also love things we shouldn't love. With the same energy and the same vitality that we are meant to love God, some of that love goes into the unholy. And we see that who's the person who personified love? In our, in our Jewish history, who personified love? The ultimate tank, the love tank. Who's the holy love tank? Avram Avinu. Yet we find that from Avram's neshama, there was a little pipe and a leak. And some of his love leaked out. Some of Avram Avinu's love leaked out and it went to Yishmael. And you ended up with a person like Yishmael who loved the unholy. And Yitzchak, we find... That reishay de Esav be'utfei de Yitzchak. What does that mean? That Esav's head is in Yitzchak's lap. That means that Esav is mekabel yenika. He gets derives energy from the Yitzchak power in our neshama, from the gevura, and Esav becomes a someone who 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 who, who misuses gevura and he uses it in the worst way possible. So those are Zion Midas. Each one of the Zion Midas, eventually, at the very, as the Midas evolve and extend, the Midas in the end also are dipped in the Klippa, and they give Chayas to Klippa, they give the Anhol. So even though the Jewish people, so here's the thing. When Yidim were in Mitzrayim, let's understand this, when Yidim were in Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, which represents 
the klipa and the unholy, completely swallowed up their emotions. They couldn't feel any avas Hashem. They couldn't feel any yiras Hashem. And this was and this was hinted to when we went down to Mitzrayim. What was the first sign of Golas? What caused the Jewish people to go down to Mitzrayim? The seven skinny yuki cows came and ate up the seven fat, healthy, fat, robust cows. So we know that the seven good-looking cows represent the seven midas of Kedusha. The seven unholy cows represent the seven midas of Klippa. And what happens when a person is in Golos is we don't have... We don't have access to our own neshama. We don't have access to our own love, to our own heart, because our heart has become kidnapped and become taken into captivity and abducted by the clip. So there's no heart at all. You can't feel any. You can't daven. You can't learn. You have a total shutdown. Your, your, your spiritual being has totally been captured and enslaved to the nefesh Bahamas. That's being a mitzvah. What happened once these powerful miracles and a person achieves, or powerful Gileolokus, and a person achieves Yitzias Mitzrayim? He's able to break out and suddenly rediscover his Avas Hashem and rediscover his Yiras Hashem and all of his holy emotions. Still, fine. So now your, your, your holy engine is kicking, your motor is on for Kedusha. But, but, at the very end, there is also a Yanika to the Klippa. That means some of that energy is still holding on and, or, or flowing into the wrong things. So even though you're now a spiritual being, you learn chasidus, you became a balchuva, you're excited, you're davening, you're learning, but it doesn't mean that you don't have any more of those appetites. You do. It might be much less than before, but you do have a uniqueness. So therefore you have the avoid of sphira sa'aymer. What sphira sa'aymer? Sphira sa'aymer is the avoid of being mamshech, your chachma, bina, and das. You're using your intellect. And you're shining your intellect into your emotions. By shining your intellect into your emotions, slowly it's clarifying to the emotions where the emotion should be connected to. That you should love only the Abishter, and you shouldn't love things that have no meaning and no value. So by doing this for seven weeks, slowly you shine, you shine more godly light into your emotions, you cause the klipa to become weaker and weaker and weaker, and you're pulling the, the, the neshama out from the klipa. You're cutting off the Yenika Sachitzayim. However, the Rebbe says, even after you're done Sfirah Sa'imer, you can only do that to a certain limit, to a certain... It's, it doesn't blast the klipa away completely. After you're done 49 days of purification, you do your work to, 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 to push away, to reject the unholy within yourself, within your own psyche. This is called Mamata Lamayla. You are feeling truth. And you want to connect to the Abishter based on that truth. And you are peeling away the klipas that are trying to ensnare you into other stuff. Then comes Shavuos and you invite God into your consciousness. And when you learn Torah now, you're bringing the Abishter. That's Keser. It's above the tool now. You're Mamshich, you're Moichin, into your Midois to cause that the Midois should not be giving Yenika to the klipas. But you're working only from your chachma and down, from chachma binadas, which their ability to, sh- to, to blow away the klipa is limited. It's not complete. But then on is by through limudat Torah in the way that God empowered us to learn Torah, by David Alakim Lamar that we should repeat after him, now the is the Isgalus of holiness of Keser in Yunisham. Keser is Isis Kares, and that blasts away the klipa on a level way beyond, we have spoken earlier, on a, on, a total, on a total level, not on a, on, a, on, a, on a limited level. 
And that truly frees your neshama up. And that's why you completely achieve So in a sense, we can say like this. Why is the Abishta speaking now of Yetzirah Mitzrayim by Matan Torah? The answer is Yetzirah Mitzrayim was not over until Matan Torah. Until then, even though they were still struggling with remnants of, even though they went through the Yamsuf, and even though they ate the man already, and they had Svira Sa'imer, and they saw everything, but Mitzrayim was still plaguing them. Mitzrayim was still plaguing them. But once they, once they had Matan Torah, what happened? Mitzrayim was completely blasted out of them. That's the Nakud. So now let's read it over here. All the days of You're working with the Zion Midas. You're trying to increase the awareness of holiness. To separate good from bad. Raising the feminine waters, meaning trying to raise your Midas up to the Abishter by stripping and fighting the klipa that's attaching itself to the midah and extracting the midah from unholiness. That's the idea of Allah Asman, raising sparks. You're raising your neshama from the klipa. Seven weeks, you should count for yourself. In the midah, there was shviris ha-kelem. In other words, the Rebbe is explaining the spiritual meaning why the midah are so vulnerable to the klipa. So the Rebbe says because of nothing to do with us. It has to do with the, the spiritual cosmic collapse the God, that the Abishter brought about, which caused there should be a mess up in energy, that energy, holy, the holy powerful energies should fall into the wrong places. So that translates into us as well, that we are products of and therefore some of our holy midas of our neshama fall in leak into the clip. Okay, and he gets, take a look, even Avram Avinu. Avram is such a tzaddik. But Avram From Avram comes Yishmael. He doesn't come from him. He's Yatsam Emenu. He exits from him. But still, Yishmael is still connected from Avram. Ukemaimer. Just like we have it in Avram Avinu, we have it on, on the other side too. On the left side as well. By, by Yitzchak. Kemaimer. Reisha the Esav, the head of Esav. Be'utfai. Fuhi the Yitzchak. In Yitzchak's lap. That's referring to the fact that when Esau was killed, Esau's head went rolled into Yitzchak and is in Yitzchak. But it says that there's a spiritual meaning to that. Esau derives his energy from Yitzchak. Yitzchak empowers Esau. That means our holy Midas ultimately do give some chayas to Klippa. The whole Golos Mitzrayim in the beginning was that the, the, the Midas to Klippa, the unholy Midas, completely enveloped and blocked the Midas Kedusha. They swallowed them completely, like we said the story about the seven cows, the seven skinny cows, the seven forces of Kalipa completely enveloped and, 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 and blocked our holy emotions. That's a Mitzrayim. But then there was Yetzirah's Mitzrayim. So we freed ourselves. That's like a situation where a person regains control and rediscovers his neshama and holy desires and wants, but still is still struggling with the other side. And once we're Mamshech Keser in the Zeir Anpin, the Zeir Anpin are the, are the seven emotions, six emotions, seven emotions. As long as the Zeir Anpin, the emotions are alone and they don't have the Oyer HaKeser shining in them, there can be a Nikas HaChitzainim, the Chitzonim can get, can derive energy from Zeir Anpin and definitely from Malchus. But once we're Mamshech Keser Lezah, 
that blasts the klipa away and they can't come at all. In other words, what is he bringing from Priyetzchayim? From Priyetzchayim, he's bringing that the Iker Indian of Shvuas is Keser. That's why we know when the Yidin said Nasev and Ishma, what happened? What do we speak about the greatness of Shuas? The Malachim came and put two crowns on their head. So we're going to see later what the significance of two crowns. But they put the crowns on their head. Crown is his Gallus of Keser. Or be it in Yenak Keser. And what's the explanation of the idea of Keser? Yedua. Keser is, is where the Eibishter himself is in his gala, not like the Midois. The Midois is his Chalkos, particulars of the Eibishter. The Eibishter is Chesed, the Eibishter is love, the Eibishter is Gevura, the Eibishter is this, the Eibishter is that. But Keser is the Ezgalus of the Eibishter himself, Anoichi, who I am, not a particular. So it's higher than the Ezgalus of Midois, and therefore in the Eibishter himself, the Chitzayinim, Chitzayim can't, can't, there's no leakage from God Himself. The leakage is only from the Midas. Uh, Why? Because what's Klippa? Klippa is Yesh. Klippa is Yesh. The whole, the whole power of Klippa is that it's a somebody, it's a Metzias. So when Elokus begins to become identifiable as something, like Sfiris HaChesed. Once you have Chesed, you're already defining a Lakus already as Chesed as kind. So there's already a certain definition. That's the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. Of course, a gazillion levels above, but still the beginning of Yeshus, of something. From that somethingness of the Eberster's love can eventually become a Klippa with unholy love and unholy passion. But it's coming from that Yesh that's already there in Chesed. But Keser is the Isgalus of the Eberster himself, and that's nothingness, pure I, and undefined two things. The Eberster himself is undefined, and the Kali for that, which is the Keser, is bottled betachlis, not to block him. It's Bebchinas Ayin completely. Like it says, Chachma comes from a place called Ayin. Now, where does Chachma come from? Chachma is the first sphera, but it comes from Keser, which is above it. And what's Keser called? Keser is called Ayin. Piddish, what does that mean? Now the Altareb explains that Chachma is also Ayin. That's the whole Mila that we speak about all the time, that Chachma energy is also Ayin. Ha-Chachma nemtzaz kamkei mebchinas ha-Keser anikra Ayin. Chachma comes from Keser, which is called Ayin, and that's why Chachma also has a lot, is also built on Bittl. Avol amitis bechinas ha-Ayin, but the truth of Ayin, who ha-Keser is Keser. It's, it's not complete ayin. Chachma already has some kind of already definition on the light. It's already a keli, it's already a vessel. And once a light is coming into a vessel, the light is already, the, the light gets some kind of a tzior, even a little bit, like we spoke this week on the Monday class, the difference between the Ebershter speaking, the Aseris Adibris, and Moshe speaking. Even though Moshe is bebchinas chachma, and Moshe is tachlis abitl. But still, once it's going into a funnel, it already has already some definition. And that's why we can receive it. From Kessel, we couldn't receive it. From Chachmu, we can receive it. From Moshe, we can receive it. But it's already taking on, it's like the, 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 I spoke it from the Rebbe Rashab, where he explains that a Mumutza, even if it's a Mumutza that's not giving its own opinion. You see, Bina, when Bina receives the light, Bina gives it a Bina twist. 
Bina gives the light already an explanation, how it understands it. Chachma doesn't explain anything. Chachma is just plain passing light. But the fact that it's passing through a brain already, it's passing through something, is already giving already some kind of a definition to it. Because, or else, why do you need the Chachma for? The Chachma is taking the Ur Makif and bringing it into an Ur Pnimi. That means it's absorbing it. So it's obviously defining it in some way that makes it absorbable. That's already a change. But in Kesser, the oil of the Eberster is going to say in a minute, It's the oil in Soif, not changed at all, because the Kaili of Kesser, if it's a Kaili, is a kes, is a Kaili that's bottle, betachlis habitl, it's ayin, 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 sheba ayin, and therefore it doesn't affect the light at all. It's pure recipient of it as it is. And if we can raise ourselves to receive divinity, to receive God's light on a Kesser level, then it's Eberster Mamish and nothing else. And then the Yenikas, there's no Yenikas Achitzayin. He's proving this idea that the bitl, the ayin of Kesser is much deeper and much greater than the ayin of Chachma, the nothingness of Chachma. The Oira Kesser Kuloi Bchenas Rachmim Pshutim. It says in, in Zoyar that the lights of Kesser are pure Rachmim. There's no din, there's no judgment. The Einboy Mepchenas Agvur is cloud, there's no Gvur at all. And there, even though it does say that there is such a thing called Gevura is the Atik, so there is Gevura in Kesser, but it says in Chassidus that the Gevura on the level of Kesser is not Chas V'Shalem Din, it's not, there's lay smaller, there's no left side. The Gevura is only intensifying the, the Chesed, it's intensifying the Rachamim, it's intensifying the giving, not in any way a Tzimtzum. Ma'ashek in a Chachma, but in Chachma, yesh boy gamkei mepchenes ha-Gevurais. Chachma has gevura, v'nikra gevura is the Abba. And gevura in the sense that it's din, it's judgment. B'kiyotza and the like. Chachma already has, even though main dinim begin in Bina, because what does Bina do to the light? Bina processes, defines, breaks it up, and that's the power of din, of judgment to, to limit. And that's where dinim come from gevura. From, but Chachma, we say generally, is higher than din. But there is already subtle dinim already in Chachma as well. Because Chachma is already a, some kind of a tzimtzum, some kind of a contraction. But in Kesser, there's no contractions at all. Vatamu, and the reason is, Kesser is the memutza, it's the mediator, between the emanator, which means Atzimus himself, to the emanations. And every mediator, everyone that mediates has to have within him a, 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 a connection or a, a, he has to translate from one to the other. So he has to have from both sides. So if he, so what is the Rebbe bringing out? The Alter Rebbe. He's saying that the, that the, that Kesar has to have Oirein Tsaif as is, because or else it couldn't be a mediator between him. He has from the Oirein Tsaif, and when he means from the Oirein Tsaif, he means the pure Oirein Tsaif. Not diluted in any way. Which that's higher, which the Oyring Tsaif is completely removed from any type of evolving levels, which are already all definitions and so on and so forth. It's completely beyond, be above Abiyah, Atzilus, Bri, Yatsir, and Asiyah. Pure Ain Tsaif. Like it says, I haven't changed. Kesser is, 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 is there's no change in the light at all. It's beyond, it's before any evolution that begins to diminish, define, and so forth. And therefore, from the light of Kesser, there's not shayich, chas v'shalem, any chitzayim, anything like that. 
So now all the days of the Sphira that we're not tapping into Kesser light, we're working only with our Moichin, we're working only to be Mavarad the Midas. And how are we Mavarad the Midas? By illuminating the light of our Moichin, of our Neshama, but we're not accessing the Kesser. The beer happens in the seven Midas. The beer meaning to extract the, the holy Midas from the Klippa, to diminish the Klippa. It happens through the seven meters. You're, you're, you're drawing down your moichet. By what? Or pnimi, internal light. You're internalizing the truths of the Abishter every day. You're shining light upon your nefesh Bahamas by, by explaining, by appreciating intellectually the godless, the, the, the truth of Abishter, of holiness. During the Sphiris Oymer, you're working with the Orpnimi, with the internal light. It's, it's, it's very powerful. It does, an inter, it, does, it does an inner transformation, but it doesn't blast the unholy away completely. You introduce the Makifim, the Makif of Keser, that is called pure, pure ayin, which And therefore, it allows the Orin Saif itself to shine in your nefesh. And that's why that's the time of Kabbalah Satir. Bedibur Dafka. And how do you receive Kesar light and translate it? Dafka through speech. We would think speech is not such even such a high kayak, quite on the contrary. Speech is related to Malchus. It's your final and last, it's your last, it's expressing, it's 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 putting into words. The it's the it's 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 the lowest kayak of your nefesh. Only lower than that is Maisa. So why is Dafka, if you're Mimakabal, the, the powers of Kesser, why is it expressing itself in Dibor? Like it says, Lamar Gamba Sarasa Dibris. By Sarasa Dibris, it also said Lamar. The Abish was telling them, speak it. You should say. Kesser is called Midaber. We know that there are four here at it says there are four types of, 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 of elements in the world. There is doime, which is the inanimate. Then there is tzomeach, there is the plant. And then there is chai, there is animal. And there is medaber, there is human. So, okay, those four. And we know that when we translate that into spheroids, into the attributes, it says like this, malchus is doime. Speech is doime. Koyach dibor. Because words are like stones. They don't grow, they don't change, they're fixed. Letters, not words, letters. Letters are like stones, they're fixed. Fine. Midas, which are spiritually, what are the Midas? Midas are the Ze'er Anpin, the six emotions. They're called Tzoymeach, because they grow, like a Mida grows. Today you have a little bit of love, and then tomorrow your love grows, and then the next day it's even stronger. So, so Midas, they grow. Chai, animal. What's the animal inside the human experience? What's the animal? The animal is Chachma and Bina. They're called animal. The Moichet, understand. So above, what is Chai? The level of Chai in Atzilus. Chachma and Bina of Atzilus, they're Chai. What? What's the Indian of why they're, why they're compared to an animal? It's funny, in, uh, um, what's it called again? There's a famous sikha from the Rebbe about that, about, uh, about the, 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 the Parshish Yisrael, actually. <coughs> I don't remember. 
when he discusses it there. The character of animal that's associated with. Oh, yeah. Now they ask me questions. Um, so, hold on. And then, so what's the medaber? That's, what's the human? Medaber is keser. So you see in Atzilos that keser is called medaber. Why? Because it says that the, the main human power, what makes a human a human over an animal? Not so much chachma. Animals also have, have seichel. The main Indian that humans have that animals don't have is, communi- is communication. Their ability to truly communicate through words, through speech. Animals also communicate, but on a whole different level. Humans have words. And midaber, that's the real power of the human. And that power is really the power of keser. It's the, because the ability to speak, it says in the speech enables you to get out of yourself completely and to relate to someone else. And that ability is from the true infinite power of your soul. The infinite power of your soul is that you're able to, you're able to be not, so to speak to someone else. So the, but the main thing is keser is, is, is connected to midaber. So it's interesting. So in speech there's two things. There is the dibur, the speech itself, which the, which the words themselves are malchus, and malchus is the lowest level. There is dibur, and there is midaber, the one that's organizing the letters. Or I think it's even deeper than organizing, because organizing the letters in many parmarim, it is explained, it relates to chachma, abba chachma. It's not the organizing of the letters. It's the etzim inyan that you could speak, and that you can... That you can that a person has ability to step out of himself to speak to someone else, that etzem inyan, that's an inyan of keser. I guess it's even higher than putting the words together and directing them, because that's a chachma operation. It's even higher than that. It's the etzem power of speech. Midaber, and then that, and then and that later translates into oisius of dibur. So therefore, ki adibur atzma, look what the Rebbe says, ki adibur atzma yubebchenas malchus. Dibur itself is malchus. Ach, hamem psucha shebim midaber. In the word midaber, you have a mem. Midaber, the cause of speech. Shemoy rahan hoges adibur, which is director of the speech. Shorshay mebchenes hakeser. It shoresh is mebchenes hakeser. So therefore, when the nefesh, when the person speaks God's words, oh, you want to hear a Gavaldiganian? I never saw this before. So the Tzemach Tzedek, Tzemach Tzedek in this mimer here, oh, let me open it up. He brings, a, he brings, you hear something? It's not, not normal. He brings over here, no, it's not in this part. It's over here. This idea, okay. So, so first of all, the first thing, the last thing, he brings in Sefer Yosefin. In Sefer Yosefin, that he brings from Josephus. In Pere Gimel, that when Daniel was Beguva Aroya, it's when Daniel was thrown into the thing and the lions didn't touch him. But I didn't look, I have to look it up in Sefer Yosefin. He brings, Ki Hashem, when you're davening to God, Hu medaber, you're speaking. Vahakoyre besefer hatoyra, and someone who reads in a Sefer HaToyrah, Harei Hashem Medaber Imo, Hashem is speaking with him. 
He writes it a second time. I'm getting such a thrill out of the fact that he brings this from Josephus. You're not bringing it from... All the time. That you can daven, that's your words. But you're speaking, it's the Abishta's words. God is speaking to you. Hashem is speaking with him. This is a riot to the what the Alter Rebbe says that the real Indian of Limudatoy is my words that I put into your mouth. It's Gavaldi. So Dibur is the Abishta's Dibur. But then he brings over here earlier another Indian. He brings another Gishmaka Indian. He says, the, Ram, the Ramban says that you look at the entire Torah, you see that the Torah is narrated like a third, a third, a third person speaking. It, for example, it says, the Torah is coming from Hashem. So it's coming from Hashem, why doesn't it say, Vidibak? Depends on who's writing the story. If Moshe Rabbeinu was writing it, then it should have said what? Hashem Dibur Iti, Hashem spoke to me, and he said, doesn't say that. If Hashem is the one writing it, he, he should have said, Ani dibarti in Moshe. I spoke to Moshe. That's how it would be. Either, either, either Moshe is telling the story, or God is telling the story. Who's telling the story? Instead, it's like, it's narrating a story. Hashem spoke to Moshe. There's a third narrator over there. Who's the narrator? Who's the one narrating the story? Who's the narrator? So, in Chassidus it explains like this. Havaya, in, in the words that Tzemach Tzedek uses, Havaya, let's say, is Chachma. Havaya b'chachma, Hashem b'chachma. Moshe Rabbeinu is Bina. Because we know Moshe Rabbeinu achieved a level, complete level of the 50 gates of Bina. Moshe is Bina. So when it says, Vaidabar Hashem al-Moshe, that Hashem, Havaya, speaks to Moshe, it's Chachma communicating with Bina, passing. But who is the one telling the story? Vaidabar, who is the one? That's Keser. That's, that's the Ain Sof himself who is saying that Chachma spoke to, to Bina. What's happening over here? So therefore, he says, when you're learning Torah, and so you become the narrator, you're narrating the story. So in you is this Gala Keser. But Dafke in Dibur, because the, the power of Keser expresses itself in the Koyach Dibur, in the ability to speak. So in your understanding and learning, you don't have such a high revelation. Tafku when you're saying the words. So that's why he says over here, This is what it says, And your speech is beautiful. Or usually, And your desert. But your words are beautiful. It doesn't say, Dibircha, Dibircha, Umidbarcha, what causes you to speak? Now, why is it? Why Dafka does the Koyach of Midaber express itself in Dibur? Why is the power of Keser expressed itself in Malchus? The answer is we know that there is a special relationship, Kabbalistically, we learned this many times in many Memorim. That Keser and Malchus are connected to each other. Why? Because the rule is, what's the rule? Not Tchilasan Besoifam. The beginning is wedged in the end. So Chachma expresses itself Dafkin. I'm sorry. Keser expresses itself Dafkin Malchus. We also know that's why a king, Malchus, wears a crown. 
You see, the relationship of Malchus and Kesem. So it was Bishmas Matan Torah. The Chsiv Vayedaber Hashem Leimor that Hashem spoke, saying, Shahadibur Azen Nemar Bibne Yisrael. You hear the Gavaldiga words? He said, By Matan Torah, the Abishter implanted his words into us. So his words were now embedded in us. So every time we will speak it, we're speaking his words, not our words. By Matan Torah, the Abishter embedded his words in us. That when we're speaking it, we're not saying ours. And this bittel was then, was then, imagine if there was a kid there who couldn't hear. Everybody was healed. Imagine, and the kid wants to know what was just said by Matan Torah. And he asked his father, he's pulling at his feet. And his father says, He's just repeating what the Abishter is saying. So the same Indian we have for all generations, that when we say these words, the Abishter is saying it. We're just repeating it. Now this idea that we, we, we received it, maybe we didn't receive it, maybe God implanted it in us and we didn't receive it. The answer he proves is, Since on every Dibur the Nishamas escaped, is a sign that the Dibur impacted us. The Dibur was, hit, hit us. It hit us very strong. It pounded us. Boom. That's why they received two crowns. What are the two crowns? So later he's going to explain the two crowns are the Dibur and the Medaber. There's two things that are happening. There's Dibur and Medaber. Dibur are the words of Malchus. Because who's the one really speaking by Mount Torah? Malchus. Vaidaber Elohim. Elohim is Malchus. But the power embedded in Malchus to speak, to reveal, is from Keser. Keser is embedded in Malchus, and that's Medaber. And these are the two crowns that came. One crown from Keser, and the other crown from Malchus. The crown of Keser we receive, that's the crown of Naseh, total bittel. And the crown of Malchus is the crown of Nishma. And that's why we have Naseh and Nishma, as we're going to soon see later in the morning. All right? Beseder? First day? Abyssal? Fuzzy? Okay. Let's continue writing. And we need to understand that dying, we need to understand why is it now that the Torah is called Oiz? Because what were we were saying earlier in the Mimer? We were saying, I was telling you, that this great is Galos of Keser on Shavuos, and this that when we learn Torah also has very, very strong ramifications on a person's Nisham. What does it do? In contrast to Svira Sa'imer, when you're cleansing yourself from the bottom up, this is another form of cleansing, but this is from, the, from up down. In other words, once your mamshech, the abishter inside of you, what it does to your klipa is that it blasts it out completely. It nullifies them completely. And that's why the Torah is called oiz. It strengthens, it strengthens your neshama. king also called teshia, which teshia means salvation, which means it weakens the klipa inside a person. Kineskalia. So let's understand what that means. We also need to understand It says, Hashem Hashem gave the Torah, and when Hashem gave the Torah to the Yidden, Hashem Amoy Ba Shalom. So it says in the in, in, in Chazal, Ba Shalom means Bez Shalom. That if anybody that learns Torah, he achieves two Shalom. What are the two Shalom? Shalom be Pamalia Shalmaila, Shalom in the heavenly abode. There's a shalom in the lower abode. Limudat Torah achieves a peace, a harmony on two levels, above and below. So what does that mean? 
And he's going to explain it now. We explained earlier, that, that the chitzainim, the forces of unholiness, the extraneous forces, they have a inway into a human, into a yid's neshama through the midas. Because the midas, this is an existential thing, it's nothing to do with us. The midas inherently have a shvira sakelim in which they leak into klipa. That's just, that's a fact. And therefore, as long as a person is only operating on his level of midas, of emotions, and he's not being Megala the Keser, he's not going higher than himself into his Makifim, there will always be a Yenika Sachitzainim from his midas. It means as hard as he works to try to keep his emotional energy in the right place, it will, it will always leak. He can't, he can't achieve total transformation. And total. That's what he's saying. It's explained in the Hasidus that that's the nails. Right? At the end of your fingers, which are your midas, there will always be nails, and on the nails, dirt will get under the nails, and we know where do we catch a cold from? When our hands touch, we catch a virus, we catch a cold, we, it's all at the nails, the clippers, they hang out by the tips of the fingers. That's why we have to wash negovas, and we always have to be careful that Judaism is so focused on, so determined to washing, washing hands all the time, because you've got to keep the clippers away. King and Avram, like Avram, which Yishmael comes out of him, this is what it also says in the Pasuk. Once the Klippa has access to our, to our Midas, and it's leaking, sometimes they create a very big leak. So when you leak a lot of energy, what happens when your tire leaks a lot? When the tire has a tiny little leak, the tire goes down a little bit. But what happens if you don't, you're not careful, and you let the leak get bigger, the hole get bigger? Eventually you have a flat tire, and you can't drive. So when your holy tires are, are, have a leak, and then you, you weaken, suddenly you have no koiches to drive, to have any drive in Kedushan. My koyach, my strength, has become drained. The koyach of the nefesh has become weakened because of the yenika of the other side. In order to push away the yenika sachitzayim, in order to get them to get off of you, this is what we spoke about earlier. and Two separate avoiders. One of them is a echod One of them is canal. You enlighten your midas every day. And hopefully the more light, the more clarity you have in your life of what's important and what's real. What does that do? The more you can extract yourself from the unholy appetites, desires, and pursuits because you realize how foolish empty they are. So the more you pull energy out from the klipa, but that's a very slow, and, and it's not, it doesn't complete the job. is the second one is ba'oras oira keser. Instead of fighting your klipa on your own, bring God into you. Bring the apishter into you. And automatically the klipas are going to cut and run. When your person will illuminate the light of Kesser. You will shine the makif of your yechida. They can also push, that this can push away the chitzayna completely. I'll give you a little example. These are really the two drachim the Alter Rebbe gives in Tanya. If you think about it. In the first 17 prakim in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe is explaining to us, how do you fix your nefesh of Bahamas? He gives you the derech harucha, his boininus, contemplation, and, and by, by doing all kinds of meditations and so on and so forth, you try to make the Abishter very, very, you know, you try to open yourself up to appreciate the truths of holiness. 
And then, hopefully, that's how you fight your Nefesh Abbas. That's the Svira Saimer approach. But then the Alter Eben Perikut Ches gives you some other way. Remember your Kayach Hamasiris Nefesh. Remember that you're a Jew and you have Yechidah Sheba Nefesh and you would die. And the Alter Eben explains over there that a lot of times you see a Jew who all his life he allowed the Klippas to get a hold of him and to sin and he didn't care much about Yiddishkeit. But once it came time that Chas Shalom, they wanted to poke him in his Yechidah Sheba Nefesh. They wanted to cut him off completely from the Ebershter by pushing him to serve an idol or to serve the, to, 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 uh, to accept another religion, another faith. And the person went, Al-Kiddush Hashem. So the Al-Tareb explains over the year in Perikutes, it's like, he says, It's the Eberster wakes up in the person. And the Al-Tareb says over there that the Izgalos of Yechidosh HaBenefesh is so strong that even though the Klippas were Mizgaber on him his entire life, but now that this, the, the, his inner identity, his inner nefesh kiss, his yechidosh nefesh, suddenly appeared and erupted with all of its power, the klippas go running for their life. And he says, they can't even get him to do a tiny little avera, even just to bow down to Avodah or to say it. In other words, once you provoke this deep godliness in the Jew, the klippas are gone completely. So this is what he's explaining now. Shvuas is like his galosa yechida. You allow the, the powerful truth of the Eberster to shine without any, it's not like you're interpreting it. You're allowing godliness to be as it is. And for that, the Klippa can't stand against that. So, it has the ability to push away the chitzainim complete. Ki keser is Because keser is the same letters as kareis. So when you, you reveal the keser, kares, it cuts away everything on the other side. It cuts them away completely. Why shayrish yinikasachitzaynim? Because remember, ultimately, chitzaynim are built on yesh. They're, they're something. They're full of themselves. They can't exist in ayin. They have no existence in ayin. If you're megala, where the abishter is bebchenas ayin, total nothingness, undefined, they have no source. Once Elokus is translated already into somethingness, there is at least a gazillion, gazillion miles away a shayrish for their, for their, for their existence. Kamashakasa all your enemies, oivecha, all your enemies of the Ebershter himself, Yikadesim will be cut away. And the reason is, It's still higher than Bechenas Hizchalkus. Hamidais of the Midais. There's no space and no possibility for the Chitzainim to come in. Now, since Torah, where does Torah really originate? Where does the Torah come from? Even though it says, it emerges from Chachma, that's where we begin to perceive it, but its essential power is from Keser. Like it says, Anoichi is Keser. Higher than Havaya. Havaya, as we said earlier, is in Chachma. Onoichi, Keser himself. Onoichi, Misha Onoichi, who I am. That's the Abish himself. Beyond, who doesn't have any definition. That's why the Torah is called Toshia. And what does Toshia mean? Because it weakens Koyach Yenika Sachitzainim. It weakens the power of the Yenika of the Chitzainim. Metama Neskaliyal, from the reason we said earlier, Vedai Lamev. For the same reason that the Torah is called Toshia, um, by blasting the Klippa, automatically, oiz, it gives you strength. Because why are we weak? We have powerful neshamas. 
Why are we weak? We're weak because the klipa drains our energy. If, if, you, if you're using all your love towards Gashmias of this world, there's very little left to love God with. So therefore, but once you cut away the klipa, automatically you're filled with energy, with power. It gives strength and power to the godly soul. So that their koyach will not become weakened. And there won't be any more space or ability for the yinikasachitzayinim. Which the chitzayinim receive from the psoilas, from the, from, the, from the midos, when the midos, as we said, from the, from the very end, tail end of the midos, the chitzayinim receive. Since kasser is way beyond the midos, it has the koyach to elevate the midos from the yinika, from the deriving of the chitzayinim. The Abish to give strength to his people, meaning he strengthens the holy midas the Kedusha. He strengthens the Neshama. And how does he strengthen it? Through Torah. Torah is Oiz. Because Torah is his Galus HaKesar. as it is done. The Nimtza comes out, Yesh B'Torah, Beiz Hefechem. Torah has in itself two opposites. Oiz V'Toshia. It strengthens and it weakens. It strengthens everything good that's inside of us. And it weakens everything bad that's inside of us. And that's why Chazal says, Torah strengthens the Jewish people and weakens the nations. Oizli Yisrael, it's strength to the Jewish people. And it is a weakening to the nations of the world. So Chazal also say that as long as Yaakov is studying Torah, Esau has no power. There's no strength to keep. And that's why Har Sinai is called Har Sinai. Because in Har Sinai the Torah came down. And what happened, Sina, Chazal said, comes from the word Sina, hatred. That means that the Abishter rejected the Klippas. Because when Kesser emerges, there's no, there's no, there's no, the Abishter is not feeding the Klippas. Because the Yenikas HaChitzayim is only from the Midas. But once there's a Zgalus of Kesser, they're gone. Sheyar the Sina le'umay sa'olam. Hatred came down to the umay sa'olam. Kumashikasa b'samach v'daylam even. So inside the person, every, every Yid, Every person has a yid and a guy inside of him. The guy is the nefesh of Bahamas, and the yid is the nefesh of the kiss. So if you're finding that your guy is getting too strong, and your yid is becoming weaker, learn Torah. Not just learn Torah, but speak Torah. The Rebbe is giving such a gavaldigish empowerment over him. It's like with all the Hasidists that we learn how much we have to work on our nefesh of Bahamas and avoid the satfil and so on, always know that there's another method. Blast your nefesh. When you feel yourself weak and you don't have koyach, Sit down, learn, and blast your nefesh of Bahamas with godly light, and it's gonna, the clippers are just gonna run. Now, once we understand that Torah is Amshacha of Keser, which, and therefore, it, 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 it strengthens the Neshama and it weakens the clipper, we'll also understand why it's called the power of Hashem Oizli. It makes, as we said before, it makes peace. It harmonizes. It makes peace where? So Chazal say, Beis Shalom, two levels of Shalom. Shalom b'pamalya shalmaila. Peace in the higher abode and in the lower abode. So he's going to explain in Gaval de Ge'inyan. Keser, the level of Keser is always a mediator. It's mediating between what? Between the Oyrein Saif and the Netzalim. And the, and 
There's spheroids, there's attributes, but then there's the Abishter himself. How does Abishter, who's undefined with any definitions, suddenly emanate spheroids? So there is a middle madrega, which is Kesar, which is the, which is still gnashing on the Orin Saif, or still connected to the Orin Saif, but is already the source for its or makif for the spheroids. So therefore, what happens? Once you're learning Torah, what are you, and you're activating Kesar. So what you're really doing is you're strengthening the bond between the Oyerin Saif and the Sphiris. That means the Abishter and Atzilus are unifying. That's the meaning of that it's, inc- it's causing Shalom peace between two opposites. Sphiris and Abishter are opposites. Abishter doesn't have any Sphira inside of him. And Sphiris are defined. So the two opposites. You have to make Shalom between them. How do you make sh- Torah study accomplishes that. Because Torah brings emphasizes or activates or highlights Oyer HaKeser. And Keser is the unifier between the Eberster himself and the Spheres. So you're causing basically a connection of the Oyer Insight to the spiritual cosmos. That's called Pamal Yershomayim. Translate that into your own personal life. What does that mean? You're being Mamshech the Oyer Insight in your Pamal Yershomayim. What's your Pamal Yershomayim? Your Pamal Yershomayim is, is the Spheres of your Neshama. What's the spheres of your neshama? We all have a neshama. Our neshama has chachma, and our neshama has bina, and our neshama has das, and our neshama has chesed. Problem is, sometimes they're dead. They're lacking vitality. Why? Because they're not connecting to the oirin saif. When you're learning Torah, what are you doing? You're bringing down, you're causing the oirin saif to shine brightly in your nefesh alikis. That's called pamal yershalmai. Just like you're doing it for your own neshama, you're also causing it up there in the spiritual spheres the source of your nefesh of the kiss, you're causing a yichud between the spheroids and the abishter. That's one in it. But then there's another in it. And that is what? After your mom, no, the abishter's yichud with the spheroids of Atsilos, well, spheroids of Atsilos, they're, they're godly. They're spheroids. They're the abishter's spheroids. They're lakus. God is totally one with his emanations. God is one with his garments. So it's one thing to create a harmony between the Oyrin Saif and Atsilos. But what's with Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya, the three lower worlds? That's where creation, that's where there is real creation, and creation is already separateness, it's already something else. Can there be a Yichud of the Oyrein Soif in a created being? Or can the Oyrein Soif only unify in godly emanations? Ah, for that we have a second in it. Just like Keser is a Mamutza between the Oyrein Soif and the Sphiroids, Malchus is a Mamutza between Atzilus and Bri Yitzir and Asiyah, Sfiris HaMalchus. Malchus becomes the Keser between, between Atzilus and Bri. And what does that mean? The, the Keser. It means it's Mamshech, the Inyonim of Atzilus, into Bri Yitzir and Asiyah. Now what does it mean to be Mamshech Atzilus? Just like Atzilus has Bittl, Malchus accomplishes that even in creations, there should also be Bittl. It's the idea of what we say in heaven, Tzvah HaShamayim L'cha that even the creations, mamish, who are already have yeshos, they have intrinsic yeshos, they're creations. Yet even they should have bittel to the Abishtah. And that comes through Sphiris and Malchus. And how does Malchus have that power? Because Malchus and Keser are one in it. Malchus, because we said, so Malchus has the ability to bring the Oyrin Saif all the way down into Bri Yitzir Nasiyah. Translate that into yourself. Before we spoke about, you want to fill your godly soul, fill with godly light. You hear it's gewalding. I know you're going to like this. 
Um, you, have to feel, you have to fill your godly soul with godly light. But that's not enough. You also have a nefesh Bahamas and a body. Can you, can you get your body and your nefesh Bahamas also to unify with the Oren Saif? Also to be bottled today. Can you get your nefesh Bahamas also to enjoy a mitzvah and to enjoy godliness? Oh, didn't we say earlier that nefesh Bahamas is full of klip? Nefesh Bahamas is what? Filled with diseases. It's filled with stuff. It's so fachazet and fashmirt and fachyukt. Right? Fachyukt, that's a new word. It's so yucked up with whatever. The answer is, what did we say happens before when you learn Torah? You blast the gook away. It's a gook blaster. Torah takes all that klipa. Once your nefesh Bahamas is freed from all that gook and all that other stuff, then you can salvage the primius of your nefesh Bahamas and have the nefesh Bahamas join in Kedusha. That's the Indian of Oysa Shalom, not only Bipamalia Shalmaila and the heavenly abode, but even in the Alma de Pruda, even during your Nefesh Bahamas, that he's essentially a Nifrad, separated from the Abishter, he will also join along. And that's why the Shalom is taking place on all levels through Lima Torah, because remember, Torah is Keser. And whenever you're activating Keser, you're, you're harmonizing, you're unifying a Mashpia and a Makabal. Mashpia is always the Abishter. But you're doing it on two levels. In your upper world, in your nefesh kiss, and in your lower world, in your nefesh al-Bahamas. And at the same time, the Torah is also called Teshia, because it weakens the klippa part of your nefesh al-Bahamas, and gets the klippas to let go of your nefesh al-Bahamas, and to run away. Alright? Caprendo? Yitl? Yeah? Now let's see it inside. In a Yidu, it is known, the Pchenes HaKeser, Pchenes Mamutza, is a Mamutza bin Atzmes HaMatzel, between the essence of the emanator and the Netzol. In a Yidu, it is known, Shekol Mamutza, every Mamutza, every mediator, Behechach Sheyimtza, Boi Mebeza Fechem. He definitely has to have from the two opposites, Achash Umechabram Yachad, since he joins them together. The Im came Bepchenes HaKeser, Yesh Boigam came Bepchenes Atzmes HaMatzel. The Keser has within him the essence of the emanator, Vegam Hu Sheresh HaNetzolim. It is also the shayrish of the netzalim, the emanations since it attaches the emanator with the netzalim, with the emanations And according to this, al through the light of the flow of the essence of the emanator gets drawn the netzalim to the emanations. and this is the reason shakol dafka. Every bracha, because what's bracha? Bracha is you're, you're, you're being mamshich something. When you're making a bracha, you're saying, Baruch ata havaya. You're being mamshich. And every hamshacha means you're drawing from the mashpiyat to the makabal. That's why it says in Kabbalah that every bracha is keser. It says that the bracha of a mitzvah is even higher than the mitzvah. Because the mitzvahs are particular spheroids. This mitzvah, this sphere, but the bracha you say in a mitzvah is the ur makif. So, so it says so in Hayyim Yoyim. It's an ur makif higher than the mitzvah. It's keser. And what is, because what does the word baruch mean? Roish umakar, the Rosh Tevis of the word baruch, is roish umakar, um, roish umakar, kol uh, ha, what is it? Baruch, roish, reish, vav, is roish umakar, kol bracha. It's the source of all blessing, it's keser. And when we say a bracha, we also say baruch ata, you, you is keser. 
וזהו השם אויזלי עמאיתן, השם יבורך עשמי בשלום. The Abishter benches through Torah, his people, בשלום, with peace. וכל על התורה. It's all referring to the Torah. שנקרא אויז, it's called אויז, וגם נקרא שלום, it's also called שלום. לפי שעניין השלום, ובמכנס הממוצע המחבר, it's the ממוצע that attaches בייז אפיכם to אפצס, כי ידוע as it is no. וגם התורה מאחה, שהוא במכנס כסר, so Torah as well, since it is כסר, הרי הוא מחברס ומקשרס, it attaches and, and connects. אויר עצמוס המצל, the light of the essence of the emanator, בנאצלם in the emanations. וזהו עניין, and this is the meaning of השלום בפמליה של מיילה. This is the peace in the heavenly abode. We are between Atsilus and the Oyrein Tzayf. And the reason why it's called Pamalia Shomayla is because that Pamalia, that abode, is L'chatchila very elevated. Why? Because the Eibishter is Mesachid with it. It's still one with God. Atsilus is still unified with the emanator himself. As we know the Piddush of the Maimer, the Iyu V'chiyu V'garmulcha, the Maimer of Zoyar, that he and his emanations and his garments are one. That means that the spheres of Atsilus are unified with the Eibishter. They don't have a stent chas v'shalom, a pirud, a separation. V'inyan ha'shalom ha'sheni b'pamal yashalmata and the second shalom, that we say is Pabamalya Shalmata down here below. Hainu al Yadei Bhanas Malchus Datsilus. That's not accomplished through Kesser. That's accomplished through Malchus, which Malchus is like an extension of Kesser, because of Nots Thilasam Bisaifan. Malchus is a Shanasa because she too becomes a Kesser Libriya. She becomes Kesser to Briya Kiyadua. Shaha Midazois Gamkem Bibchanas Mamutza, the Midah of Malchus is also a Mamutza, La Kashir Lakhaber to attach and to connect. Oira Atzilus, the light of Atzilus, Bebriya, in Bria, in creation, that's already a bigger Chiddush. Kamoisha HaKeser Mechaber HaMatzel Ben Etzalim. Just like Keser connects the emanator to the emanations, ki do as it is known. Ulihi Yoisen, since Kibiya Nikra Almond the Pruda, since Bria Tzirin Asiya is already called Almond the Pruda, worlds of separation, so they're not Mechuber, they're not like the Sphiros of Atzilus. Kamoisha Kasev Misham Yipared, that once, they, once it goes out of the Gan, Gan which is Malchus, and it flows into Bria, uh, already the, the, it says, Misham Yipared, the, the river, that's the, the flow of energy from Atzilus, Yipared reaches a state of Pirud, because in Bria it's already Nifrat. Elakach Nikru Shalmata, that's why it's called the lower abode. Uh, an abode that's separated from Elakus. Bepchinas Pirud in a state of separation. Mashenk Bepchinas Atzilus. Which isn't the case of Atzilus, the Yovichiyu Chad, the Abish is totally one with them, Chulu Kanal, Nikra Pamalya Shalmaila. Atzilus is called Pamalya Shalmaila. But here is the big Chiddush that through Malchus of Atzilus, we bring even Bittel into Biyah. Since the beginning is wedged in the end, that means the power of Keser, like we spoke earlier, Middaber, which is Keser, is, is, it reveals itself in Dibur, in speech, which is Malchus. Keser that Kesser is revealed in Malchus. That's why by the Torah it says in it, It has multiple Sholem. More than one Sholem. And here he doesn't explain it how the Bonayach and Bonayach reflect this in I think. Bonayach is referring to the level of being a child, is still an extension of the Father. So the level of Atzilus would be called children. 
or a neshama of a, a tzaddik who's a neshama of atzilus, he's considered the Abish's child because he's one extension of him. However, neshamas of Bri, Yitzir, and Asiya, they're called already avodim. They're called already servants. They're someone other than the master that's serving the master. So there's two levels of, of chibur. There's boinayich, rav shalom boinayich for your children. And Chazal say, altik rab boinayich, elab boinayich, those that are oisik bebinyane shal oilam. That's already a, a work within the world. That's not the level of it. That's already, that could be. It doesn't say that. But these are the two shalims. What are the two shalims? One is, again, the entity of Kesar is always shalim. Kesar always comes to unify. So Torah, which is Kesar, is make shalim. One is Kesar joining together the Ore Tsoif in Atsilus. The second one is in Malchus. To bring Atsilus and attach Atsilus to Bria. That's the Chiddush. That even there, there should be bitl even on the streets, even on the gashmiistic streets of this world. That's, that's why the Rebbe's, this was the Rebbe's work, because the Rebbe's Malchus. And his work was to bring the bitl of Hasidim, the deep bitl of the, the, the people, like oh, people say, ah, fair, 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 cook to mention. Oh, the Lubavitch of today is Nish the Lubavitch. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, of course. Because they were dealing with Yidin who were in Atzilus. And they were connecting in the, in the inner realms. The Rebbe took that bitl and wanted to catch it into the street corners. Into people on the street. That, the same, that, that even a place that is so nifra, so separated, in a beach somewhere. Bring a place that is totally nifra, and over there too pronounce the bitl. The, 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 the armies of heaven, they bow down to you as well. Like we said also in the inner world of a human being, it's not enough to have bitl in your nefesh or kiss, but to bring the bitl down in your nefesh of Bahamas as well. The Ebrister says, or you were hold on, hold on to my strength, that's the Torah. That's what it says in the Pasuk. If you hold on to my Torah, what are these two shloimos? Two pieces. These two pieces. These two levels of peace. With these two shloimos. With a higher shloim in the supernal world. And in the lower Shalom, the Pamalia Shalmata, in the lower Pamalia, Bibia, in Briatsir and Asiya, the Dailam Avon is enough to understand. This will understand Shairish Inyan Base Ksarim. Now we can understand why, by when we said Nasa Vinishma, we received two crowns. One crown was the crown of Keser, Midaber, and the second one was the crown of Malchus. Dibur. And these two crowns give a koyach to a yid to connect the Abishter one to his neshama and the other one to connect the Abishter even to his nefesh of Bahamas. One, that's the two crowns. Beis Ksarim Shekil Yisrael like it says, how do we know that they received two crowns? We learn it out chas v'sholem for when they lost the crowns. It says, v'yisnatzlu b'nei Yisrael as edyon, the yidin removed their, their ornaments. And Chazal say, these are the two crowns, Chulu. Like it's known, the words of Chazal. And these are the Nasev and Ishma. The speech of the Ten Commandments. That's coming from Malchus. Elohim is always Malchus. But the root of that Dibur, which is the crown, which is the source of speech. That's the Medaber. 
Pirish Medaber. That's the level of Medaber. And since you see that the Yidden, they, they, when they received the Dibrois, they, their souls expired. They received these two crowns. The higher one is Kesar of Atzilus. This is the Memutza, the mediator between the emanator and the emanations. They also receive the Kesar of Bria, which is the comes in the level of Malchus of Atzilus. It's the Mamutza between Atzilus and Bria. These are these two Shalims. These we will, we will do and we will hear. And it's interesting, Chazal say, that Asiya is higher than, than, than hearing. So, because therefore, so the hot Nasa is, base Ksarim Anal, Nasa Bekesar. Nasa is in Keser, v'nishma b'malchus. And nishma is in malchus. As explained elsewhere. V'zehu, let's learn another little piece before we take a break. V'zehu, let's get gishmak. V'zehu, gamkin, and this is also the idea of sherish inyan moed adalavana. So this idea, that the Yidin were able to come to such a state of, of Kabbalah Satoira. What's Kabbalah Satoira? Kabbalah Satoira, according to the Alter Rebbe, the main Indian of Kabbalah Satoira is, that's Nimshach Keser Torah. And Keser Torah means that you should be able to learn Torah in a way that you're not the one talking, it's the Ebershter talking. And when, the, and when you are speaking the Ebershter's words, you're in a level of Bittal of Keser. I am completely. And that level, also oh, the Rebbe says, to achieve that Indian, they had to come Bo Midbar, they had to come to Midbar, they had to come to the level of Medaber. And when did they do that? B'chaydesh Ashlishi, was Rosh Chaydesh. Rosh Chodesh, Bo Midbar, Midbar is that Medaber level. So even before Shavuos, they already hit that level of such bitl to that level of Kesar. And when did it happen? Oh, Chazal say, it says, Bayoim Hazeh, on this day, Chazal say, whenever it says Bayoim Hazeh, that's Rosh Chodesh. What's the quality of Rosh Chodesh? So we spoke earlier that on Rosh Chodesh, the moon is just a tiny little dot. What's the dot of the moon? The dot of the moon is the moon admitting, the moon making a very strong admission, I don't have any light. The light that I have is not my light. I'm just reflecting the sunlight. That's why I was dark till now. I had nothing. Now the sun is shining on me. I have just a, a bouncing off of light. That happens in Rosh Chodesh. Already further on in the month, the moon begins to become educated on her own. She receives the light. She's enlightened. She's developing. In a sense, you don't see that bitl anymore as much. It's only that first boom. It's the light from the sun. Oh, So that's the Chiddush of Matan Torah. That a yid should be able to be so bottled to the Yibosh that he's... Light is not his own light. It's the Eberster's light. This is the birth of the moon. It's one nekuda. We're holding, we start at Sif Gimel, Pere Gimel. The moon is Malchus of Atzilus. And just like the moon in the end of the month becomes completely dark, because she stands beneath the sun. Mamish. The reason why she becomes dark is because she's suddenly standing right closest to the sun and she's so overwhelmed by the power of the sun that she loses any sense of being. It's like a chassid when he stands in front of the Rebbe, he becomes completely mute, he can't talk. It only has the light of the sun. That's why we know in the moon, when the, 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 the second half of the moon, sorry, the first... The first, uh, um, when we get to the Moila Dalavana, it's not like the moon is dark. If you go to the other side of the moon, it's all lit up because it's, it's facing the sun. 
It's the bottom half shining to the world that's dark. What does it mean spiritually? It means when the moon is oile tatzilus, when Malchus goes up higher, becomes totally bottled to the Abishta's light, to the Orin Saif. So then she's taker shining, but then she doesn't have any light to shine below. It's like a person in front of their Rebbe, in front of the one that they, they can't speak and say over a word because they're bottled to the Mashpia. So that's the bitl we have to the Abishta. The lower half is Choshech, Kiddua. Kach Lamayla, same as above. Bchines Malchus Tatsilus, Malchus Tatsilus. Ba'aloiso, when she rises, Bchines Tatsilus, when she goes up Tatsilus, Nechleles Kula Ba'oiris Tezah. She gets completely bottled in the lights of Ze'erampin. Shenikra Shimsha, that's called the sun. And then she has nothing to give. Now, the Tzemach Tzedek explains that the higher part of the moon, facing the sun, is the level of Malchus of Atzilus when she's in Atzilus. The lower, the lower part of the moon is the, represents Malchus that becomes a source for Bri Yatsir and Asir. The light that she gives to the world, to us. So it's interesting, in the beginning of the month, she's, she goes up in Atzilus, but because she's so bad to her Mashpia, she has zero light to give below. So it's dark. To us it's dark. But really, she's totally bottled to her mashpi. And the Tzemach Tzedek adds an interesting thing. That power of becoming total ois metzias, only Malchus has that power. All the other spheres, even chach, that's the highest sphere. Can imagine that. Here's something. This is, this is a chiddush. The chiddush we're saying tonight we never said before. All the other spheres, chachma, bina, das, all the spheres. And they're much higher than Malchus. But they have an identity. Why? Because when the Abishta created them, the Abishta created them as a full parts of. So they're never able to undo their parts of. So even though their light is Be'etzem light coming from the Oyrin Sif, but there is a shtickle tiny bit of, this, this is who I am, this is my light, this is my, my Indian. Malchus is the only sphere that was initially Netzal, Be'pchenas Nekuda, that's what it says. She was Netzal just as a, as a drop, meaning in a sense that she doesn't have any light, all she has is a Keser, the Kesser of Malchus is the ability of Malchus to receive from higher. That's all. Then later, after she was Netzal, just like Chava, Chava was just made a rib. It's Malchus. Then later she was constructed and she became an entire Metzias. So Malchus too receives that Nekuda. Then once she, she develops herself. But the beauty of Malchus is that she's the only Sphira that can go back to the state of complete Bittal, to the very, very beginning. And that's the power that a Yid has to go back to a place. Even after, let's say, a Yid can always go back to that Nakuda that I don't have anything. Only Malchus has that. All the highest feeders are stuck in their Metzias. To whatever level the Metzias, they have a certain Metzias, a certain gather. Malchus can undo herself completely. And that's why we find he brings, that Tzemach Tzadik brings, that by, by, by when Mashiach will come, there's going to be a big Suda, and they're going to give Avram Avinu to bench. He won't be able to bench. Only David HaMelech lean no elevarech. Because David HaMelech has the ultimate bittel higher than all the other ones that are bigger than him. And that's the idea of Even Mo'asu Aboinim. That everybody rejected Malchus. Even the stone, no one wanted. But in the end, Even Mo'asu Aboinim. Dafka Malchus is higher than all the other ones. Because Malchus has the power of bittel. So here's a beautiful thing. You know, we think about our accomplishments and our doings. And then we keep on finding that we keep on falling into these like moments of like, oh, what am I doing with my life? What am I? 
That's the fluctuation. That's Malchus. You, you have inspiration, you have light, you grow in this. But a Malchus, the end of the moon, is always to come back to that bit of garnished. And then when you get it, you know it's not you. You know it's completely the, the oil of the Ebisht or the oil of a Tzaddik or whatever it is that's shining upon you, but it's not you at all. And that's the unique thing of Malchus. Anyways, Okay, doesn't have any She's one nekuda beneath the yesoid. But then, the moilid is when she gets that light and she flashes the first bit of light she flashes to the world. Her flash of light that he flashed was, she herself is saying, it's not my light. <laughs> this is the birth. Now this nekuda is only one nekuda. Moilad alavana. In Shul we announce the moilad. What's the moilad? The moilad is then that moment she receives just the light, it's a, modal, a moment of total bittel to her mashpia. It's ayin, she's totally nothing. The light comes into her. It's not divided yet into any definitions. Since she's totally bottle. Totally We spoke earlier about the power of Dibur. And afterwards, she begins to take this Nakuda and assimilate it and develop it. And it's almost like, you know, now she already she already has her light, who she is. That's told a half in a month. She fills her light. This is the, the Malchus gets built in ten complete spheres. Fine. Now we know that we do Kiddush Levana. When do we do Kiddush Levana? Kiddush Levana happens only after seven days. In Ashkenazic communities, they do it after three days. But in Hasidic communities, we wait for seven days. What's the idea? Yedua. It's from seven days in a month. Once seven days have passed, she's already developed herself. She has seven emotions developed. She has love to the Abishter, she has fear of the Abishter, and so on. You can be Makadish something, and she has to be a somebody, she has to be developed. She received already the seven midas from her mashpia, from the Zeir Anpin. She's developed. Like it says in Eitzchayim. But on our Mimer, his main, he's celebrating Malchus not when she's developed with the seven midas. He says that's Kiddush HaChaydish, that's very good. But the main mile of Malchus that makes Malchus so special is the first, the Moilid. Why the Moilid? Because in the Moilid, that's when she has the total bitl. And that's when the light of Kesser is shining in her. What does it mean to us? It's, the whole Mimer is all about the power of Shavuos, of Matan Torah, is that a Yid knows that all the light that he has is not his light, it's the Ebershter's light. And when he's learning Torah, it's not what he knows, what he understands, it's that the Ebershter is speaking through him. It's the Bittl. And that's why Taka says, once you hit half the month, what happens? She starts diminishing her light. If she goes back to and arises in Atzilus, she is receiving from the light of the sun. And the more light she's receiving from the sun. See, the, the first 15 days, she took the light that she received. She got a blast of light. She developed it. She developed herself. 
She goes away. It's no more the light of the sun. She's developing it and making it hers. But now she drops that and she's starting to go back to the sun to receive new light. So she's undoing herself. She realizes she's not a Matthias. She, she loses her ability to shine light to be a somebody. She goes back to the state of nothingness and she gets a higher blast. Every month it's higher than the month before. A higher light than a higher light. She becomes bottle from her light. Like the idea is, when someone is busy absorbing, she can't spit out, she can't be mashpia. So, since when a yid learning Torah, he's supposed to be in an oifin of total bittel, so it's like moile dalavana. That's why when did yidin become prepared, become prepared for matan Torah, which matan Torah is that we're not speaking our words, we're speaking the Ebershter's words, by yoy barash chaydesh, by chaydesh ashlishi, let's say spinei Yisrael, on rish chaydesh, by yoy mazeh, on this day, bo midbar sinai. They came to a state of midbar. Midbar means midaber, that you're not speaking your words, you're speaking the Abish words. You're saying what was said already. This is similar to the bitl of the light of the moon, and the light of the sun. She's just a nakuda And afterwards, bolis pilos ava. And here's an important opinion. This is what we spoke on the. Here's where he, the Rebbe is kind of hinting to what we spoke on Monday night. We spoke on Monday night that even though a yid is supposed to have bittel, bittel, bittel when he learns Torah, but ultimately the Abishter wants that the Torah should become your Torah. The Abishter wants that you should understand it, that you should process it. And that's what we spoke to a two Dibrois, the first commandments coming from the Abishter themselves, register the bittel deep inside of us. And in that sense, we're not even there when we're saying the words. But then the second Dibra is coming through Moshe, give us the ability to develop ourselves. And the Rebbe is making, 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 making uh, reference to that over here, the Alter Rebbe too. The difference between the Moilad of the moon and the 15th of the moon. The Moilad of is you're a nobody, and you're only, you're only a keli to receive my light. You have nothing of your own. What's the moon in all of its glory? In the middle of the month, the moon developed. So the, the Rebbe says over here is like that. When we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, we're totally bottled. We're receiving the Ebershter's light. But afterwards, what are we supposed to do? Va'aftas Hashem You develop your love. Once you receive the light, you start shining your light. Va'achakach bol espailos ava. The espailos of ava is already stepping away from that bittle. Shunikro or shemeir beispashtos. That's already an or that's shining. Va'ainu Shema Yisrael, first Shema Yisrael bittle. So a yid doesn't have his own light. Then it becomes yours. Okay. So good, so that's any Chodesh. Why does it have to be B'Chodesh Ashlishi? So the Rebbe over here is going to explain it, the Alter Rebbe, that it has to do with the fact that it was the seventh week of Sefer But before we speak about that, I want to say what the Tzemach Tzedek says. Tzemach Tzedek adds, it has to also do with B'Chodesh Ashlishi itself, that's the third month. And he explains like this. He says that HaChodesh HaZelochem Reish Chadashim Nisan, Chodesh Nisan, that's when Moilad Alavana. That's when the main Indian is 
This is the Indian of Levana itself. Levana itself, Sihara, Moon. The emphasis on, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan is it's Noile de Metzias of Am Yisrael. It's the Sihara itself, the Moon itself. Chodesh Hasheni, the second Chodesh, Iyar, is the Chodesh where the Mashpia, Yesoid, is Mashpia Tamalchus. But here, what is Yesoid being Mashpia Tamalchus? Chodesh Hasheni, Chodesh Iyar is called Chodesh Haziv. It says, in, it says that Chodesh Sheni is called Chodesh Ziv. Why is it called Chodesh Ziv? Because all the, the Ovais were born in Iyar, and Shehem Ziv Sonei Oilam, they're the rays of the world. But the Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, explains what that means is that the Chodesh Hasheni is that Yisoyed is Mashpia Tamalchus. But what is Yisoyed Mashpia Tamalchus? Only a Ziv of its light, only a ray. Chodesh Nisan is Malchus on our own. Chodesh Iyar is the hashpa from Zah, from Yesoid to Malchus, but only a ray. Chodesh HaShlishi is when the Atzmos HaMashpia is being Nimshach to Malchus, not just a ray, the Etzem. Because Teferes, Gufa, Teferes, it's Chesed, Gevura, and then Teferes. Teferes is the essence of the Mashpia. So that's the annual learning over here, that only in Chodesh, this Chodesh is Be'ikr the Chodesh when the Atzmi is the Gashpa of Keser, is Nezgal and Malchus. And, but, but when? On Rosh Chodesh. Because Rosh Chodesh, the Levana is total bitl. And when she has light, she knows Beferish, and everybody looking at her knows it's not her light. It's the light from the, from the sun. So again, but here he's going to explain that it has to do Dafka with Chodesh Hashlishi, because in the time of Sefer Soim. The Gam Hoya Yoim Zeh, Yoim Gimel, it was the third day, B'Shvua HaShavias, of the seventh month. Rosh Chodesh Sivan comes out, in Sfira Sa'imer, on the third day of the third month, of, I'm sorry, the third day of the seventh week. We count seven weeks. Third day. Canal. The Indian, who, and the idea is like this. We spoke earlier, in order to be able to receive the Torah, we have to do a bitter, we have to do a rectification. We can't allow the klipas to be yonik, the, the unholy, that's, that's, that, that a person is filled with, 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 with impurities, with klipas, you can't allow them to... To, to be there, they have to get her. So that's why we have an avoid of seven weeks purification. And that avoid was was in order to receive the Torah. And the seven weeks, every day you're shining into your nefeshalikis, into your midos of your nefeshalikis, from your moichin, from your, from your understanding, from your moichin, and that illumination of the moichen in the midas causes what we learned earlier. Causes a birer, a unific, a, a birer achitzaynim. It, a birer, it, it causes a cleansing. Hanimshachem bizar. They're they're nimshach in the zeiram. Pekidu as is known. B'shayrish kavanas asfira, as it is known in the shayrish of kavanas asfira. Umizah nimshach lamalchus. Okay, you bring the bina light into zeiram, and from zeiram it's drawn to malchus, and then from there, okay, malchus. Shahu Shem Ban, okay, you do as it is known that when by Sphiris Oimer you say, Hayoim Yoim, Shani La Oimer. Oimer is an Efshah Bahamas, because Oimer is, is barley, and barley is food for an animal. And so Oimer is Shem Ban, ki you do a Kavana's Tevis La Oimer, as it says in the Kavana of the word La Oimer, that La Oimer is referring to the Shem Ban, the name uh, of, of, of Malchus and so on. That's where the, you need to do the bitter. That's where Shvirus Akelim took place. Okay, that's where the world of cleansing it. 
Now since the birth of the moon is when Malchus has her first radiance of the Zeranpin Canal, Now, just like in Kiddush Levana, what did we say? That when do you do Kiddush Levana? Kiddush Levana, you have to wait until when? Until seven days. Because Malchus has to develop the light. And then you do Kiddush Levana. So, the same over here is like this. In order for... See, this idea of Bittal... Oh, it's a very important idea. A yit shouldn't say, because a yit might say, yeah, yitl. A yit can say, azoy. what can a yit say? If I have a shortcut, I can, I can chase away all the clippers by just learning Torah, so why do I have to daven? Why do I have to have his boinimus? Why do I have to work on my nefesh of Bahamas to purify it? I can learn, all I do is learn Torah, that's all. And then by, by blasting the Abish's light into me, I'm going to shoo away all the clippers. It doesn't work that way. The say that is, you have to daven and you have to work and you have to do the avoidam al-matalamayim. You have to develop yourself as much as you can. After you do that, you, you yourself, however, can never finish. You can never uproot your nefesh Bahamas completely and to get the clip out. After that, you learn Torah and you bring the Abish in and he'll complete the work. Because once the Abish is nizgala, keser is nizgala, keser oisi is kares, like we learned earlier, we'll cut away the clip completely. You've got to do your first. So that's why it's like this. Sphira Sa'ayimah, you do first your Sphira Sa'ayimah. That's your work, Amshachs. Once you developed which, when, when can you do Kiddush Levana? After all seven midas, seven days, because you have to develop your light in seven days. Similar to that, you have seven weeks of developing your light. After you have seven weeks. Now, it's not full seven weeks. It's only six weeks and three days. So the Rebbe says, once you went into the seventh week, and in three days, you've already done most, the primary midas of Sfirah Samalchus you've already done. Why? Because the first day is Chesed Shebemalchus, the next day is Gevurah Shebemalchus, the third day is Teferis. Chesed Gevurah Teferis is already cuddled the three kavim. So it's, it's as if you did already Netzachot Yisoyed Malchus. So on the third day of the seventh week, you've done the Shleimus Tega of purifying as much as you can purify. Once you've done that, now it's time for the moon, what does the moon do after she's full of light? What does she do? She begins to diminish herself till she doesn't have anything. The bittel comes after your avoid. So the same is over here. After you've done the seven weeks, then three days into the seventh week, you've done your shleimus the avoid. Now, they came to the bittel. Now you undo whatever you did meaning you, you realize that whatever you do is insignificant, for the Eberster's light to shine to you, you come to a state of Bittl, and then, and only then can there be Matan So that's what he's saying. All from the 49, and the Eberster will not shine the 50. The 50, if you can't shine, the Eberster has to shine it. But the Eberster will not shine the 50th until you do your 49. So you have to do your 49. As soon as they entered three days into the seventh week, even though technically she didn't finish all the 49, it's already as if she has already the general power of the 49 gates. This third day of the month, 
ובחינס תפרש במלכוס. איס תפרש אוף מלכוס כידוע. שהשבועה השביעי יש בבחינס מלכוס. The seventh week is Malchus, v'yaduah, it is known shepchinas teferes kolol mechesed gevura. Teferes has already chesed in gevura, v'yesh by klolis hagim. I don't know why he has to say that, that teferes itself has chesed in gevura. Why can't he just say, it's the third day, so you did already chesed in gevura, and now teferes. But he adds that teferes itself is an eskalolos of chesed in gevura, so mitzat teferes itself, you have already all three. Sheba Malchus, hanem shachem babaderech prat. And if so, when you reach the third day of the seventh week, it's as if that all the spheres are already registered in Malchus. And when you complete the seven spheres in this week, all 49 gates of Bina are illuminating. And then on the on the of Shuas, the 50th gate begins to shine. And then, but you don't have to wait till Shavuos. You start already by Yoim Ashlishi. It's the third day to the seventh week. to receive the Torah. Just like Moilad Alavana is already Ha'oris Akeser. So now you're receiving the Torah, which Torah is also Ha'oris Akeser. Hanim Shabachag Ashvua is Fedayla Maven. That is drawn in Chag Ashvua's. Vihine Lezahatam, let's just finish the next paragraph before we'll take a short break. Vihine Lezahatam, it is Shchoidesh Sivan Ve'elech. From Shchoidesh Sivan and onward, the Avoid is not so much in self development, the Avoid is more in self bittel. The bittel before. The Indian is Achana for Kabbalah Satoira. That's the Shloishis Yemei Hagbalah. Kamoi Gimel Yemei Hagbalah. These are the three days of Hagbalah. Now is intense preparation. It's all receiving Keser. You already have Rish Chodesh. The Indian of Rish Chodesh is Bittul Metam and Esklir. What's Keser? In a Mavur Lamaila Shu Lamaila Mepchines Amidos. It's higher than the Midos. She ain't Sham Shlita Lechitzainim Klal. There's no shlita the chitzayin. The inyan asvira hoy levarer aram ezayin midos malmatalamayim. The inyan of the svira is to work it out from within yourself, not using the abrister's light to blast your klipa away, using your own clarification, your own understanding and appreciation of ms and truth to pull your nefesh kiss out of your nefesh bahamis or to change change your nefesh bahamis and direct achachach ba'aras akeser. But you can only do that to a limited extent. Then when the Kesar shines, legamri, the Chitzayinim get blasted away completely. The Alkein Omar, and that's why he says, midbar sinai. And the third month, they came Midbar Sinai, because once this happens, you didn't have to... You see, here's the thing. Since when the Ores HaKesar shines, what does it do? It pushes away the Chitzayinim. You didn't have to wait for Shavuos, for the, nation, for the sinner, the hatred to the nations to come down. That, of course, happened on Shavuos in a very powerful way. But already on Rish Chodesh, as soon as they came to this level of Keser, there's already the Kares element. On that day, they came already to Sinai. Shayar the Sinah lo'umay sa'olam. The Sinah, the hatred, came down to the nations. Shalom yekablu yanika. They shouldn't be able to receive any more a, 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 a yanika. Afila derech sairis v'tzipernayim. Even the little bit that they usually receive through hair and nails. L'kach hoya oz cheros. And that's why they had cheros from the Malach HaMavis. They were free from the whole Indian. They were free from Mitzrayim. They were finally completely cleansed. 
The oraz azayin svira shebemalchus mekablim oz rak mepchinas hakeser, and the rays of the seven spheres of malchus are then receiving only from keser shu mepchinas habitul anikra medaber total bitul kineskaliel. Well, the kach ain't shlita lechitzaynim. There's no more shlita lechitzaynim. Masha ain't can be a mea sphira. There is still chitzaynim. Canal. Kamoy davram yotzim enu yishmal. Because you're still patchkening from within yourself. And that's why yishmal can come out. After they came to Midbar Sinai. Oz, what happened then? Vayisu mirifidim. They were no more weak. Remember, let's all go back. What's the whole problem? The nefshalakis gets weak. You can't love the Ebershter. And that's what happened. Refidim. Refidim means you're weak. Because, you're, because you're, your holy emotions are being drained by the Klippah. They went away from the Rifyon. The weakness of the hands, the hands of the Midas. You're leaking into the Klippah. But they've gotten out of that on this day. Why? Once your Mam Shech Keser, the Chitzayinah have no Shlita at all, the Dayla Maven, and the person is completely extracted on the other side, and there's no more deraining, deriving of energy, chas v'shalem, in the clip. So I'm, I'm ready to finish this up, because it'll take us 15 minutes, we're done. Should we finish? Why well, make a break for 15 minutes? Let's finish. This is the idea of anoichi mitzrayim. I am the Abish to your God, that took you out of the land of Mitzrayim. This is Gavald. So he says, what's Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim on a deeper level is not just Egypt. Mitzrayim means constrictions. What it really means is the word Mitzrayim, he says, who made Sar Yama Elyon. The, the constriction on the Yama Elyon. Yam is Malchus, the last sphere. And we know one of the things about Malchus is that she has to enliven the world. And how does she enliven the world? Through 120, through her deborah. Malchus Pesh, she speaks, she creates the world. Including in the creation is what? Klippus and Sitrachra. They too are created. It says that they derive energy from the different Sirufi Dibur. Now, Malchus is Shem Elokim. It says that from the name Elokim, there are 120 Sirufi. There's 120 ways you can combine the name Elokim. It says the first 72 Sirufim of Shem Elokim are all Kodesh, meaning their energy flows only to Kedush, and it creates worlds of Kedush. The last 48 Tzerufim, yeah, this is Gavad. What I'm going to say now is like, oh, I'm not saying the Ma'am says, but this is from the Tzemach Tzedek, because the Tzemach Tzedek throws in a jalapeno over here. Oh, 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 it's smacht kishmak, it's Gavad. So, the, so here, here, so there's 120 Tzerufim from Shem Alekim. The last 48 Tzerufim is already, the, because the name of Alekim has gone through so many Tzimtzum and so many, it becomes so Tevadik, so nature. Because Elakim is what conceals the Abishta, right? It becomes so nature becomes so sensed, the system becomes so so rigid that you don't see any more the Abishta. So it starts becoming a system. Once it starts becoming a system, the Elamest, you can start thinking and it says the Klippois, they derive energy from the last 48 Tiru from the name of Elakim. That is Admas Benecham. That's why Mitzrayim is the source of all Klippas. Because that's the land of the Bnei Cham. Cham is 48. And from them, the Chamites, they're the ultimate deriving of Klippa, deriving energy from, from Kedusha and misusing the energy again. And they have power over Kedusha. And that's the idea of Malchus. We say, Ragleho Yeredes Moves. 
Her feet go down to the places of death to enliven forces of unholiness. Ultimately, the kavana is that there shouldn't be that way. He says that's the meaning of Mitzrayim comes from the word Meitzar Yam. What's Meitzar Yam? If you have 120 Tzirufim in Shem Elikim, that means every letter is the source for 24 Tzirufim. Because 120 divided by 5, 5 word letters, 120 divided by 5, don't worry, I checked it on my calendar, it's good. Uh, 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 my calculator today. 120 divided by 5 is 24. So the 24 Tarufim Shaykh is to Aleph of Elikim. That means that Aleph is the first letter. There's 24 Tarufim Shaykh to Lamed of Elikim. And there's 24 Tarufim Shaykh to the Hey. Eileh. Mi bara Eileh, that's Kedushim. The Yud and the Mem, each one is a source of another 24 Tarufim. 2 times 24 is 48. So, therefore, the word Mitzrayim is Meitzar Yam, the Yud and the Mem. They have their Koyach of Klippa, receives their Koyach from the Yud and the Mem of Shem Alekim, which gives us the 48 Tzaruf in the last 48 Tzaruf. And that's what, what does it mean in Avaidah? What does it mean in Avaidah? A Yid is in a Shavu. And a Yid also comes into this world. Just like the Malchus, the Abish that comes down to enliven the world, the Yid's a Shavu comes down to enliven the body. What's the main avoid of a yid? To use his body for Torah and mitzvahs. These are the holy tzirufim. What however happens as a result of our neshama coming into the body and the neshama getting more involved and more involved in the body. At a certain point, the body starts taking energy of the neshama to use it for what? For what the body wants to do. For, 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 and not, it's not always holy. So that means in, in the person himself, meitzar yam, that your yam, your, your koiches of your nefesh alikis, chas v'shalom, our koiches of our nefesh alikis, get, 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 get fadreit, get schlepped in to the klippus, into the unholy. Meitzar yam, mitzrayim, that means the person is a mitzrayim. He's leaking into unholiness. And as a result of that, your koiches of your nefesh alikis get weak. What's the avoid? Anoichi through limud atayra that we learned today. Anoichi Hashem alekecha through sfira saoimer, and then matan tayra. Anoichi Hashem alekecha that says tzichom eretz mitzrayim. The Eibush that takes us out of mitzrayim, which means he, through limud atayra we get ability to blast those chamites and blast them completely off, that they have no more koyach on our nefesh alekis, and freeing our nefesh alekis, extracting the this into kedusha, and there's no more no more no more power. That's why the Tzemach Tzedek says from Ragaleha, listen to this, 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 is what, this is what got me excited. This is the meaning of it says, instead of Ragaleha Yeredes Maves, she's enlivening the Klippus. What does it say? Eishes Chayel Ateres Baila. Chayel is Gematria Memches. But instead of her being a source for the Klippus, for Admas Bnei Cham, Chayel is Ches Yud Lamed. Which Yud and Lamed is Mem Memches, and instead of her having Memches Sirufim that are that are that are that are that are unholy, she creates Memches Krushim. How many Krushim were there on the Mishkan when she becomes a complete abode for the Eibushter? Twenty Krushim on one side, twenty Krushim on the other side, eight Krushim on the back. It says six Krushim plus another two in the corners. Together is Memches Krushim, and. The 48 crush, and that's when she becomes a Mishkan to the Abishter. She gets rid of, she transforms Adnas Bnei Cham into the Krushim. Like we, it fits very well what we learned in the Mimer that the whole union of the Krushim is to take the Sheker of the world and to turn it into Keresh. 
And Atzei Shittim to take the Shtus. This is where the Shtus is all strong. In Adnaz Bnei Cham. Take it and convert it. And this is also Mem Ches Dvarim Shatayra Niknas Ben. Because again, the power to do this is through Limud Atayra. So this is also Oishis Mem Ches. And what happens? It becomes a world that's totally bottled to the Eibishter. That's Baruch Shem Kavoyed Machus Aliyoylam Vaad. That's 24 Oishis. We say Baruch Shem Kavoyed Machus Aliyoylam Vaad. Twice. Once Shachris and once by Maidav. And that's the that's the tikkun of the forty of the twenty-four and the twenty-four. The Samti Katkeid, Katkeid, two times Khavdalid, Shem Shaysaich. The tikkun of the Memchas. Unbelievable. Hashem says, I will make your windows into Katkeid. Precious gems when Mashiach will come. Two times Khavdalid. Let's read it inside. It's the Meitzar of the Supernal Yam. It's the Tzimtzum of Malchus. That she's called Yam. She gets hidden in Bria, Tzir and Asiyah. That she gives life to the unholy. As her feet go down to the negative. To give life to the Ayan Sarim, to the 70 nations. They are Elohim Achedim, they're other gods. And meaning, what does it mean? They're receiving from the Achirayim of Shem Elohim. From the back, Shem Elohim the Kedusha, the name of Elohim Kedusha. Kiyash Kuf Chof Tzirufim, there is 120 Tzirufim. Beshem Elohim. Vayim Beis Tzirufim and Bepchinas Kedusha. 72 Tzirufim are in holiness. Umem Ches Tzirufim, Yesh Mem Yenika Lechitzainim. And in the last 48 Tzirufim, there is Yenika to the Chitzainim. Vezao Pidish Admas Benecham. This is the land of the Benecham. That the Ebishter, Elikim, gives life, rules over the nations, but he gives them chayas. He gives, Those are the last 48 serufim. The chitzayim have extra yanika, as it is known in Tikkun Chatzayis. Like it says, Elohim, name of Elohim, Bo Goyim ben Echlesecha. Goyim come into you, into the Shem Elohim to derive energy. When they destroyed the base of Migdash, they said, Aru, Aru, dig it, dig, to the Yesoid. What does it mean? It means that they derive energy from the Yesoid of Malchus. And that's what has to do with the blood of the Nida. That the blood of the Nida is giving life to the Klippus, which we know is a phenomenon until Mashiach comes. They receive from the Psoilas, from the five negative, because there's five different types of blood, which have to do with the five gevuras of Malchus, that give energy with the five letters of Shem Elohim, that give energy into the Klippa, Shem Yisoyed the Nukva. Vehem Mem Teshare Tumah, and that becomes the 49 gates of Tumah, the Mitzrayim Kenoida, as it is known. Vine Lezeh HaTam, and this is the reason, Oya Anshe Yerichoi, Korchen HaShemah. The people of Yerichoi, they said Shema, they skipped Baruch Shem Kavayid Machus Elohim in other words, when they brought down the Urin Soif, when they said Shema, they went straight to Vahafta, they didn't want to say Baruch Shem. The reason they didn't want to say Baruch Shem is because they wanted to protect. Because they knew if they're going to bring the... In other words, when you say Shema, you're, you're in a level of Atzilus, you're drawing the Urin Soif down into Ze'er Anpin, you hear? But you're not bringing it down into Malchus. When you're saying Baruch Shem, you're bringing it into Malchus. They were afraid if they were to bring the Urin Soif into Malchus, Malchus is going to leak the energy into the Klippas. It's going to give chayos to the klipa. 
Through elevating Malchus, there will also be Aliyah Gamla Lekim Achedim. There will also be an Aliyah, which means an empowerment to Elohim Achedim. They receive from the lower 48 Tzirufim Hashem Alekim. They didn't want to do that. But if you're remaining in the higher Yichud, you're remaining in, in your Nefesh kiss, you're staying in that deeper place of the higher Yichud. The Pasuk Rishon, Malchus is called already Eitzadas Tevera. This is above the Eitzadas Tevera. You're, you're, you're in a safe zone. So that's why they didn't want to go there. But the Kavana is not, not to say Baruch Shem. The Kavana is to say Baruch Shem. To go down into Yagrel Yeredes Mavis and over there fix it. She goes up from that constriction. She goes up from her symptom where she is constricted in Biyah. Like it says, Zeus is always Malchus. She rises from the Midbar. There's two ways the way Malchus rises. It's an internal inside cleansing where you where you from within yourself are lifting your feet not to dip into klipa that means you receive an understanding of why the unholy is not in other words a person's feet always dips into the mud and now you realize that that's mud you don't want to dip your feet in the mud that's the idea of svirasayma you're bringing light into your neshama that you're not going to leak your energies into unholy things anymore Barbeis, but there's a much higher way <laughs> We said earlier, you blast the light of Kesser on Shavuos. This completely pushes away the Chitzayinim canal. It's Oiz, it strengthens your nefesh of the kiss and, push, and weakens the klipam. Pushes away the Chitzayinim completely. Kesser is Kores. Kesser is Oiz, is Kores, like we said earlier. All your enemies. By the way, it says in, in, in Kavanis of the Arizal, it says, but Vilam al Shinim. The, the kavan of Allah Malshinim is the Eir HaKeser. You say, V'cholei Vecha Yikareso. Because in, in order to cut away the Klippas, you have to be Mamshech from Keser. V'zau Anoichi, Asher Etzisichom Eretz Mitzrayim, Pidish Anoichi, this is Galus of Anoichi, Hu B'chinas HaOres HaKeser, B'chinas Bittel HaNal, this Bittel, Shalamayla Meschal Kazayin Sphiris. It's above the individual lights of the Eberster coming down through the Sphiris. It's the Eberster himself. That's what, that's what's going to kill, get, Completely slice away Admas Benechom. It's going to take you out from Mitzrayim. When Malchus became a Nakuda, it's like the idea of Lamar. You're repeating what the Ebershta says. You're not you. When a person becomes in a state of Ayan, there's no Yenikas Achitzainim. Because Chitzainim can only derive energy when you're a Yesh. Malchus rises from from all the contractions and from all the parasites and from all those that are trying to, lead, to, to take her energy. Even that last symptom of like it says, the, the, the coil of the Eberster, Yochel Midbar. Even the physical midbar. That all the klippas there. Snakes and serpents and scorpions. The three complete klippas. 
Kulam nitchu. They all became blasted. But may Aras Akasar from the light of Kasar radiates Anikra Anoichi, Misha Anoichi Kiyadua. I, the Anoichi, through the Hizgalus of Kesed of Anoichi, that's what completes the job of schlepping you out of Mitzrayim. In other words, Sfira Sa'ayim did it to a certain part, but now the completion of it is the Anoichi. The It looks like the power to even go down into Gaulus in the first place is also through Kesed. But it's a hidden Hashpah of Kesed that empowers Yidin to go down into Golis. That's the meaning of a noichi ere dimcha. Because we need to go down there for a tikkun. Without the ha'aris of keser, we can never do it. Sha'ahirit l'shem ban begolos mitzrayim. He lowered the shechina down in golos mitzrayim, which is shem ban. Bemem tesha'arim. V'anoichi yuashad alicha v'day lamaven. And the very anoichi is what picks you up. Let me just complete one inyan. That's why we can say yesterday there was a red moon. A red moon. So what's the deeper meaning of the red moon? Ultimately, 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 Malchus vanquishes all the Klippas. And the power of redness, which is the power of Edom, gets absorbed in the moon in Malchus. And the Ayin Sarem become totally bottled to the Ebeshter. And that happened when Trump announced Yerushalayim belongs to the Jewish people. And it says, because the Shlach Kaddish says, Shlach Kaddish says that the reason why David HaMelech was a redhead was because he does a tikkun in the redness of, 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 he does a tikkun of the redness of Esau. Ultimately, the way, the ultimate victory is when Esau is conquered and Esau is transformed. Esau is nichlal and kedush. And that's why, how do you see that? That, that David becomes red. David is red. Admoini. So when the moon, which is David, and last night it was a super moon, it was its largest, and when it's a super moon, it's 14% bigger. 14% is David. David is Gematria 14. So when the moon is betachlis hashleim, is 14 bigger. And it's red, representing that it conquered the redness. And that very same night, Trump gave a, 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 a State of the Union, which got the clippers busting. You watch them, you look at the State of the Union, you see them all sitting in their chair, all the clippers far Schwarzier. They don't know what to do with themselves. Why? Because he announces very clearly that in God we trust. He stood up for the Abish. Not only that, he announced that Yerushalayim is the Irabir of the Jewish people. And he announced that all the nations who are going to start to fight that, who try to start up with them, I'm going to cut them off completely. You think I'm kidding. So people look at me and say, it's a dreit. And not a dreit. What I am saying is absolutely true. In the capital, in the United because what we're talking about, all this Hasidus has to translate in this world. Where did it translate? In Trump's State of the Union address. Why? Because he announced Yerushalayim belongs to the Jewish people. He announced that we're a nation under God. On that very night, that means he conceded. Esau conceded. He's a redhead. And the moon became red at a super moon that night. This is already heaven. No one realizes that Mashiach is here already. Now we just need the, the, the actual boom. One moment, the whole thing is going to explode. Any day, any moment. We're already there. But this is what's happening. Malchus has finally vanquished and completely taken. And before this, to add that, I know that this I'm going to get into trouble from from my daughter, but okay. Before 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 this this this, this tremendous bitter, we had a last vestige right before of a president Ma'adnas bin Eicham. That was the clip completely on the other side, and Yitaka saw what he wanted to do. and he came from the from the Chamites. Yeah, it was Farrakhan. They, 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 it's clear. Whoever wants to still think something else, clear that this is Adam's B'nai Cham on the lowest. 
But Witaka went down to the lowest of the low and then eventually transformed it. And now it's elevated. Redness of, 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 of Esau is included in the moon. And now Mashiach is here already. Okay, I said mine already. And now we'll also understand why Shavuos is only one day. All of the Yom and Toivim are seven days. Mashiach and Pesach v'sukish and Zayin Yomim, they're seven days. Ki b'chag ha-shvuos v'zman kabola satayim. Chag ha-shvuos is the zman of kabola satayim. B'chol zay yuven atam ha-shvuos v'zman kabola satayim. Shu'u b'china sakeshem v'zman kabola satayim. Shu'u b'china sakeshem v'zman kabola satayim. Shu'u b'china sakeshem. You see, in keser, there's only one. Keser is a nekuda. You see, the other, the other, the other yom and toivim is all about development. We develop ourselves spiritually. Seven midah is seven days. So that's why the yom toivim are seven days. Shvuas a yid becomes bottle to the abish that he's not a mitzias bottle, and that's shuubchenes hakesser, shuubchenes yechida. It's singular. Shalomayla meschal kazayim midos. It's above seven midos. Shenikrazayim yomim. The midos are called seven days. Just like the birth of the moon. Pesach and Shavuos, we're celebrating the development of the moon. It's like seven days. It's like the moon and we make Kiddush Lavana. We're making Kiddush of the Jewish people. We're making Kiddush of the beauty of Am Yisrael. This and that. Shavuos is the moilet. It's when a Yid becomes born as a Jew in which he knows that his light is the Ebershter's light. And that's one Nekuda. That's one point. But that's why Yitaka fine. That in Pesach and Sukkot there is Yenika Sachitzayim. Where do you see? Where do you see that once there is development, once there is you, you can go to the other side. That's why in Sukkot we know that we, we, we give karbanos for the nations. That means we give them a Yenika, we give them Chayas. Avo in Pesach and Sukkot, Nivna bin Yenzun bepchenes partsof. In Pesach and Sukkot we're dealing with a partsof, with the, with the development. Bezayin Sviros, in Moichin Pnimiyam, or Makifim, with the Moichin. Pnimiyim be Pesach. On Pesach we receive the Pnimiyim stiga or Makifim be Sukkos. Sukkos we receive the the Makifim the Galait Kidua. For Gam Yashorish Yenikah min Amidos lechitzaynim. You have a Yenikah from the Midos. You have Yenikah. King in Avram sheyatzim many shmot. Interesting. Pesach it doesn't say where there is a Yenikah lechitzaynim, but it seems like there is. Alkei Makrivim ayim parim be Sukkos that on on the seventy. Parim on Sukkot we offer the seventy parim neged ayin umos corresponding to the seventy nations shemakablam as ayin midas the kedusha they receive from the seven midas the kedusha mashe enkei b'shvuos which isn't the case on shvuos ubechinas hakesa which is the kesa shein by yischalkus lazayin midas klal doesn't have an yischalkus for seven midas kamoy al derech mashal the eagle shein by milo mata doesn't have above and below klal ki yedua. It's one nekuda. So the, the Rebbe saying over here that the mile of Shavuos is that it's one day. It's one nekuda. After all of this, we'll understand the Shavuos of Mitzvah Talmud Torah, why it's Dafka B'dibur. Shavuos B'dibur, it's in speech, you have to say what has already been said. And the Rebbe says in a Gavaldiganian. He says this, because when you're learning Torah, you're speaking, but it's almost like the words you're saying, you're not controlling what you're saying. It's like something possesses you and you're speaking the words. It's not like you're... Because when you control your words... Yeah, a mimer is said on its own. Because when you control your words, is a sign that it's coming from your kayach It's not from your etzem. From your etzem, from, your, from the level that's beyond rotzen, your etzema nefesh, 
Over there, the words just flow on their own. As he explains, The dibur that you're choosing, in other words, you're still controlling what, what to say. It's from your ispashtus of your rotsi. Hanikra keser. It's not called keser, but it's the chitzainius of keser. Bezayin midoy shebirotz and amislapshim b'chachmo bina. It's the chitzainius of your keser. It's the seven midoy of rotz and that's when, of course, your rotz is what drives your dibur, but the fact that you can decide how you're going to say like, sometimes you find that a person is very deep in, deeply thinking about something, and they start talking to themselves and they don't even know that they're talking. So that's. There is no, it's, a, it's like a mukhrach, it's a talking that's happening, that's coming from your, you're so deep inside of yourself, you're in your pnimiyas hakes. He says what has been said earlier. There's no bechira. This arises in the simple desire and ikurava the kolrav, and that's called the will of all wills. For when you kabbalah satayra, that we, 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 that the, that the kabbalah satayra, the receiving the Torah, is that this keser pnimi reveals itself in us. Pchenes galgalta de erechanpin, not the zayamides of erechanpin, but the galgalas, galgalas, the skull of erechanpin, which is keser shebe keser. Shalom ayelam pchenes amides shebe ratzvu. When you kabbalah satayra, ma'anoichi. That's the meaning of receiving the Torah from anoichi himself. Misha anoichi shu pnimi is a keser. That's why it's only one day, because this In this simple rotsen is only one rotsen. <coughs> so the real mitzvah of Talmud Torah is not dibur in Torah, it's the medaber of Torah. I put my words in your mouth. That the that the Chazal um, say that children that the world stands on the breath of little children. First of all, the little children when they say it's because the Malamed forces them to say it. Right? They they have no choice. Yeah, that's right. But why? The children don't even know what they're saying. They're just saying the psukim. When I get it, they get it. They don't even know what they're saying. But when they're saying that, that's the Egan. The Abish's words in the Ten Commandments are Chaim Vekayamim, and it's coming through the little children when they're saying the words. In adult, at least he thinks he's saying because I first ate. But the children, they zagin. They say, they mamish zagers, that the Abish, there's zagers in the world. And that's what keeps the world, because that's Amshachas Hakeser in the world, and that's what gets everything done. The Dailamiv. Ay, ay, ay. And when we learned, you should know, today, it was just medaber. I didn't even say this all night. This thing was coming, the derech memela. Medaber.